Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it weird. You made it weird. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird. You made it weird. Yes, you did. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird with Pete Holmes. San Francisco, Montreal, Buffalo, Philly, Denver, Seattle, Portland, Boston, and Bloomington, Indiana. Tour dates all announced, all on PeteHolmes.com. Uh, weirdos, please come out and see a stand-up show if you so wish. Uh, tickets are available on PeteHolmes.com. All the links and all that sort of stuff are there. This is uh, Sinbad, everybody. Sinbad. As you know, I'm a big uh, uh, I'm a Sinbad fan, man. I've always enjoyed him ever since I was a young, young man. So to have him on the show was, uh, was a big thrill. Uh, he's super weird in in the you made it weird sort of way. I had no idea. Uh, the Vulture dot com. Uh, thank you for sponsoring this episode. Vulture dot com uh, released some of this episode earlier, but here is of course the full thing. The uh, the sponsor is Amazon. Everybody, Amazon. Uh, the way you do it, if you want to support the show, is if you go to Nerdist.com, you go to this episode. In the banner for this episode, there's a uh, an, uh, an ad, an anchor. There's an ad for uh, Amazon. Click on that, then shop like you normally would. A portion of your purchase will go to support You Made It Weird. That's it. That's it. I'm not redoing it. <laughs> uh, enjoy, everybody. Sin bad. Yeah. It's right. four. I'm recording. It's not my fault. Sinbad's a goddamn professional. Yo, man, it's like, <laughs> if comics were professional, it would work, man. You do work. But we don't want to be professional. <laughs> we don't want to have business cards. We don't want to have... It's so funny. Someone... shots or resumes that are updated. <laughs> yeah, look, my thing is, if you ain't going to hire us, you just ain't going to hire me, man. Well, you're Sinbad. But even in the beginning, we were like, yeah, we would, we would come in like, look, if you... <laughs> our headshots were always jacked up. Yeah, a resume was some shit we just made up. Remember, we never said we didn't have a resume. Yep. So you make up. I worked on. The I still. Yeah. <laughs> the band went down yeah, yeah, with yeah, the chip, yeah, but yeah. you got a boat. Yeah, I was like, you know, I was in the back on the. They cut me out though. <laughs> That's how you work it. Oh, man. you mean the movie? Yeah, I thought you were man, like, I worked on the boat, the Titanic. Yeah, the I was movie, the man. act. Said, yeah, man, I was in the movie. You just. Comics early on in our career, we just make up shit. Well, that's a good one to make yeah. up. If you want to make up a credit, a film credit is the way to go. You pick hits. You've been edited out of films. You yeah. had to have been at the man, early on. No, because I couldn't get in them. And then once you did, you were you were you. I tried to get on Cocoon, dude. I was I wanted to be. Is this real? I was in. Uh, I'm gonna believe everything. I started comedy. I was in. I was in Tampa, Florida. <laughs> I was living outside. I, I picked Florida because I started comedy in Kansas. Uh huh. And. I said, if I can get to Florida, because I said, don't come to L.A. yet, because they'll, they'll talk about you're not ready. Yeah. Just because they say you're not ready, even if you're ready. Can you give me a year? 1983. Because you look really young, so I need I'm, you to remind 60. me. I'm almost 60, man. That's crazy. I'm You've been 60, doing man. comedy since... Uh, 30 like, years. That's, that's 30 like, years, man. Well, here's what's crazy. I was going to say, that's how old I am. I'm I 35. It's, it's, your but age, I think I'm 30. Your age, man. I'm your comedy. Yes. You were born. You were born. You were spawned. You were spawned on my comedy, man. So even, uh, not to say even, but it was the same. People still have that perception, obviously, of not going to L.A. too soon. Yeah. I mean, what happens, L.A. sucked. Man. I mean, think about it. <laughs> Guys come out here. I even, I tell cats now, why are you here? 
Why did you come here? You live in North Carolina, had a house. Why would you come here? They don't shoot any more sitcoms. There ain't nothing going on here. Comics are the most hateful people in the world. They sit back and say, oh, man, he stole my bit. He stole my bit. Oh, God, he's not, he's not even funny. Oh, 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 look at that. Yeah, the that's comics. That's not true, true. Oh, is it? Man. You're in the wrong places. No, dude. You're you in go, the wrong you places. Go to, it's been like that forever. It's a, it's a love I, I agree with you. I know what you're saying. Yeah, it's a love hate where they go. And then we come stage. Oh, great, man. That was great. You were really funny. <laughs> comics have love hate. You see, okay, yes. people who listen to this show know I'm going to say this. Yeah. I believe that there's comics and then there's comedians, and I prefer comedians. What you're talking about, in my opinion, uh-huh. are comics. Guys that, like, you know, all they do is stand up. They just want to do stand up. They're, like, real cutthroat about yeah. it. I don't know how to differentiate it. This is kind of like. This- I call them a dude without a job. There's, com- <laughs> there's comedians and there's people who need to get another job. Because think, but think about it. In comedy, you can make a good living and suck and, yeah. stay, and stay in the middle act. For a long time. For a very, very time. long time. Very, very long time. Never change a routine. I got guys I see, I've seen in 20 years, I said, like, he's doing that same bit and it doesn't work now. <laughs> and, but he's still I think I might know some of the he's people still, you're still talking in the business. about. You know, yeah. He's still in the business because it's a great Especially business. in New York, too. You can do the Dude, same 15 for 20 years. It's a great business to be in because there are no rules. At least with art, you got to draw some, although some of the stuff is crappy, but right. it's hard to make an art world. Music. Yep. Do it used to be you had to play. Now you just have to be a good DJ. Right. And then call yourself a producer. But yeah, but <laughs> a comedy, dude, it's like you just say I'm a comic. One yeah. day you declare yourself. You can't you can't declare yourself a guitar player if you can't play. Well well that's what Steve Martin says. He yeah. says only great comedy is called art, but yes. crappy art is called art. Yes. Which is true. We, and you, what's the difference? I said what when a person says, Well, I'm an artist, everyone's an artist, potentially. Sure. Everyone in the world's an artist. I think some people just manifest and do the work. That's true. I think artists, there's artists, because everybody has an artist inside of them, but the ones we pay attention to did the work. Right. Seinfeld also says, though, the first time you do stand-up, you're brought up, you know, like the first time you oh. did it, somebody was like, this next guy is a comedian, he's very, like, you've never done I know, it. man, You're no. brought up as a comedian. Oh, unless it's open mic night, ah, he, this guy, I don't know about him, you know, because a comic who's had, like, maybe two more months than you, yeah. hates the new guy. <laughs> So he brings you up real room. Can I just say, that's like when I was the fat kid growing up and a fatter kid joined the school. I was so happy that I was like, everybody just move it over to this guy. Look at this dude. Look at this dude. dude. Trying to get it going. I remember being like, he's got sausage fingers. I was, what a fucking stupid sixth grade. That's what we do, though. Yeah. Comics are sixth graders. You just hit it. (laughs) Comedians. Until a certain level are sixth graders. That's true. Michael, Michael J. Fox says something. He says, I used to be the guy that hated the guy in the Porsche, and then I became the guy in the Porsche. Yes. So now somebody hated me. Ah, that's right. You know, that's why I think that sometimes the kiss, kiss of death for a comedian is success. That's why a lot of comics but, lose it. Well, sin, bad. Yes. <laughs> I was just going to call you sin. Sin, listen to me. You come up on this podcast all the time. First of all, I'm a fan of yours. Second of all, I quote you. What is it, Katie? Every third episode, <laughs> I say comedians are funnier when they're riding the bus. Yeah. You said that. No, why? Because we want to be seen. We're always working on stuff. We hate rich people. Right. We, whatever happened to us, we're always misfits. You know, you don't meet many comics who came from a rich family and was captain of the football team. Right. And had a nice car. You lettered in. We, we, yeah. We, we will beat you up. <laughs> yeah. We refuse to let you win. You can't right. win. Well, that's because this yeah. is it's supposed yes. to be for us. I still get that way when I see like a really good-looking person doing stand-up or like a very athletic person. Or, and he knows it. And he knows, I don't mind if you're athletic and you don't know it. <laughs> you know, you got to have some awkwardness about you. It's like a pretty girl that goes, I know I'm pretty, so let me jack this up. Right. For other girls. It's like a comic I knew. She was like about 6'3", man. Beautiful. I said, talk about your big feet or something. Yeah. Because women are going to hate you until yeah, you show your flaws. That's interesting. Yeah, show your flaws. Right away. Yeah, so you look at a boyfriend. Yeah, he's got those big old man feet. 
and, and now everybody's comfortable. <laughs> She's one of us. Yeah, you can be too pretty for comic comedy, man or woman. I agree. Man or woman. Although I will say when a really good looking person gets on stage and they're great, yes. I do there's something nice about it. That's gonna be an actor. That's gonna be a comic who's gonna have a film career. Yeah. <laughs> Eddie Murphy, oh look, that's good looking stand up guy, yes, yeah. Who's gonna have a film career? He'll right. be funny. He'll still make fun of himself. Right. But he'll have a film career. <laughs> That's all it is. Cosby, man. Cosby was a good looking dude. He was an athlete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A football temple and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he just had that thing about Cosby, him. we all, th- I, at least I think yeah. of Cosby as an older guy, but he was. Like, you, you can see, like, old black and white footage of oh, him doing dude, late was, night shows. Dude. Good looking dude. I remember, I was still young then. Yeah. Good Cosby, I was like 10, 12 years old, so I got a chance to watch him. Yeah. And you loved him too? Oh, do him. I or did it take a while for people to start no, revering I, I him? Love, Everybody uh, loved him. I love him. I love Richard Pryor. I loved uh, Jonathan Winters. Yep. I love Red Skelton. Yep. You I were love, on. Uh, yeah. Ding. I got the first show. I played his son. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so a lot of my heroes I got to play. And I you got to work with, with uh, Dr. Cosby. Cosby? Yeah, I worked with, 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 uh, with Red Fox. Yeah. So I, I got to work with some of the cats I love, man. <laughs> That's what my life is like yeah, now. I know. I bu- <laughs> think about it. It's crazy. You get to hang with people. Well, the, okay. To let yes, hang with people. Well, that's one yeah. of the reasons why I've, I've said many times. I just wrote "hang with people," and that's yeah. what I'm talking about. That's all I want to do. I just, but I wrote down "hang with." <laughs> hang with people is it? You don't want to put the whole quote. Yeah, just hang. But that was. This is that's stuff it. I'm going to bring up later, yeah, and hang, now I'm, yeah. I'm going to bring up "hang with people" because I, I play. I got a chance to be with every <laughs> music group. I ever wanted to be in their band. I was a drummer. Yeah. So I got a chance to even hire some of them. So my dream came true. To play music with your play, favorite musicians? And, and hire guys. I even hired some of the guys on my funk festival. I did really? Funk, I did yeah. five years That's of a great. funk festival. Yeah, I knew that. And so, you won an award for it. It was yeah. acclaimed. Yeah, I didn't care about the awards. You care you know, about no, awards. Admit no, it. Man, I'm, just kidding. I'm just Because they can't pick. Who's... <laughs> Who's the funniest? I say, okay, the, the funniest guy in America. What's the, what's the thing now? Last comic standing. Last comic standing. What does that really mean? I don't like that. At we all. don't know. Even I did Star Search. We know that night was your night. Right. Comedy is that night was your night, and we still go hang eat afterwards. Other other competitors like this. I don't see him. You, right. you know what? Did you really? Right. You know, but comics. We know he he had a great night, or the audience felt him more. But that's why there's different. See, the problem with me uh, and a show like Last Comic for a lot of reasons yeah. is like. Some guys aren't openers. Some guys, nope. some guys no. are so weird yep. that if you put them seventh, oh my God, it's perfect. Because yes. that's who they yes. are. And we're putting them on the show where it's like, 11 a.m., come do your act. It's, and and, and, and they're rude, fucking... rude to them when you come to audition. Remember like this. You're almost, they're rude. Yeah, you're like, like when I tried out for Star Search the first year. They want you to be afraid. They, no, they want to act like we don't revere you. No, we are. This happens. This is the only art form that it is the art form. With music, I go. Let me, let me, let me play this guitar for three years before you ever see me. Right. Comedy's the only thing. Get out there. Right. Your, first time. You, you, it is the art form. Right. Your first time. It is. You are in the art. That's right. You are in the art form. You just stepped inside of it. Yeah. You don't say. Well, let me dabble with this painting for a while. Right. So if, if, once you jump on stage as an audience, if you suck, we'll let you know. We're not going to say you don't get the choice if you dabble. The right. Audience says you can't dabble anymore because you weren't funny. That's right. But you can get better. You have to jump out of yes. the line. You can get better and you can get funnier and you can get stronger. Yep. I love it. And it's all on you. But then but then to take that and to try and treat it like a thing. Even even music, I bet I, I wonder if musicians feel the same way. They're like, that's not an opener. Well, that's like Come on. American Idol? You get to go third. Rolling Stones wouldn't have made it. Prince wouldn't have made it. Yeah. Mick Jagger wouldn't have made it. But that's the thing. Nobody Steve Martin. Yeah, Steve no, Martin yeah. would not have made no. it. 
no. on, on Last Comic Standing. None of us. Larry none David us. wouldn't have auditioned. I wouldn't have made it either. Yeah, I'm just saying, of course, because I don't feel that way about so many comics that I like. I think I, uh, uh, guys like Seinfeld might have made it like real, yes. real tight, real rights, real he tight. Jerry, Jay Leno, yeah, would have made it. Uh, and, and Cosby would have made it. Cosby would have made it. Yeah, yeah. his stories might have been too long. But uh, that's probably, true. He's probably gonna get one story. Well, out. how would Eddie Izzard uh, be on Last Comic? He wouldn't get on. You know what I mean? Back in the day, he it's couldn't like, get back on. What the fuck is this? Wait, he's, he's, what is he? <laughs> they can't even look at him. What is he? Yeah, yeah. It, is this a joke? It would have been just yes, like on the promo yes, reel, yes, the bumper, like, yes. this guy came in mascara. Did you see him? He'd been on that first week when they eliminate people right. on American Idol. As a yeah, as yeah. a joke. He would have been the fall guy. Some of some comics, some of us have to just keep doing it until somebody goes like, man, I, I dig that dude. Right. Like Louis C.K., they call him the greatest comedian. Look yeah. how long it took. Yeah. Uh, Louis Black, I said, these guys were always funny. Then all of a sudden become funny. Right, right, right. And I completely somebody agree. goes like, I'm going to leave him alone. I'm going to let him write his own show. See, what kills a comic is they want you to do a sitcom. And then these people go, like, I want you to do this thing. I said, but right. you know, that's not my thing. Right. Oh, he's hard to work with. Oh, he's hard to work with. <laughs> oh, God, he's hard to work with. So my thing became, I was hard to work with because I said, that's not funny. Right. I said, okay, let's try something else. Oh, he's hard to work with. Very difficult. <laughs> Very difficult. Well, that's why... I'd like to think with the number of networks there are and the internet, yeah. certainly, and things like podcasts, that the art of doing comedy in other forms will start to kind of fall yes. in line with the way stand-up is, with yes. the autonomy of stand-up. Louis, is, Louis and It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia are, became these yes. like standards of yes. being like, please just let us do it. Please just let us do it. And I, I think I know for a fact that more people are getting wise to the idea of being like, you know, fewer cooks. Not the powers that be, though. You know what they do? A show like Sonny because Danny DeVito got involved. Danny's, but he was only there season two or Yeah, three. but Danny was going to found it. Oh, was he? Danny has to be in it. <laughs> so what happens, they don't, they don't know how to do it. That's why the best thing is to create a show away from them. They can't mess with it because they don't even know what it is. Right. Oh, that's even, like even a Even they walk attack. away, they go, I wish we could get rid of it, but we can't do it. You want a show that doesn't work without you. That's, there you go. You want a show that they can't figure out why it works. <laughs> They still hate you, but they like money more than you. They're pimps. Oh, my God. They like money more than anything else. What am I hearing? I'm hearing so Think about it. We'll, we'll, look, if you make them enough money, you can be a child molester, crack addict. They go like, you know, we're praying for him. And, uh, yeah, that's you know, true. He's, he's in rehab right now. He's a good person. Right. Really good person. He came right. up in a bad life. Right. He shot the producer. Yeah, but what's shooting? What do you mean we say shot? <laughs> if your show sucks yeah, and yeah, you yeah, shoot yeah, the but, producer. Oh, you're gone. You're going to prison. They all go, he was always crazy. We all scared of him. They all get a chance. They go on TV, how they were scared of you, and they sue the network because they let you be around them. <laughs> so, Okay, that's interesting, though. I want to address that. I think, I think, I don't know if I can offer this to you. You know, you've seen so much. Mm-hmm. You've had all these shows, all these films. You've been around the block. I'm, I feel like the new guy, you know what I mean? But I don't see, and it's maybe it's the world that I've created around me, I don't see as much as much of that negativity with other comics. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's in the, in the rooms that I play. If I go to other places, uh, I always go to the Laugh Factory as my example. I like the Laugh Factory. But, but the Laugh Factory is different because you can't get in there. You can, if, see, <laughs> remember now there's no arc. Maybe, maybe because I don't do com- I remember I say a lot of black comics are forced to do the black comedy circuit. I go into like black, black comic clubs and see what they're going through, yeah. which is different because they're almost made to be in another world. Right. See, to, you, you, can do, you can do chocolate night at the Laugh Factory. Right. You do chocolate night, chocolate Afro Sundays. night, Latin night, salsa night, hot Latin night, spicy right, night. Right, right, There's always white night. <laughs> white night is every night. So we don't call it white night. 
It's just gonna have a chocolate it's Sunday. Like, it's like when so this is it. Yeah. If I don't get it on Sunday, oh man, we only have two Negroes on Monday. <laughs> so you gotta make chocolate Sunday. You know, I've run a, uh, helped run a club before, and I never uh-huh. saw. I, I agree with you. The way that people were just looked at as commodities, white, black, or whatever. And this was yeah. in New York, where there are a lot of black guys, a lot of women, a lot of a lot of white guys, yep. Asian guys. And the way that we would discuss it, or you know, that I learned to discuss it, was like you can't put another woman on. We just had yeah, a yeah, no. That's what they do. Black, oh, you can't do put two black. You can't do blue. But no one ever says, that's been three white guys in a row. Right. <laughs> we got to mix this up. So it's it's funny that, that this is 2014, and that hasn't changed much. So not tell guys, but I don't worry about that. Create your own show. Get on YouTube. Do right. what you did. The door is open now. Right. But quit trying to go viral. Just do what you do. Everybody wants that instant viral. Look, man, I burnt my cat up online. It was like, dude. Don't try to go viral. Because stuff that goes viral was an accident. Most stuff viral, you didn't want to happen. Right, right, right. So only Jimmy Kimball forces viralness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, this, with the girl that's twi- twerking yeah. and falls over and sets a fire. Right. And then you feel mad afterwards like, oh, that, that's not right. Right. You don't feel like, oh, that was good when we're like this. Right. Dude, you can't fake viralness. But you had to see it. Yeah. yeah that's the, oh, you yeah. don't feel right that he got you. No, you don't feel like, no, you don't feel yeah. like that you set the viralness up. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, man. It's not supposed to be that way. No. So now I feel like I should like burn up Jimmy Kimmel's set and he had to really put the fire out and I go, now that's viral. Right. That's viral. <laughs> so are you, am I hearing you right that you're saying that you, you think, I, you know, this sounds like such an obvious question, for the young black comic today, still a, a different scene. Is that, is that what you're talking about? I ha- tell a lot of them have never worked. I've had black comics where they've never worked a white club. Yeah, and they can't get into clubs. They can't get into improv. They can't get into a, a crackers in Indianapolis unless you become a name, a big name. But how do you get a big name? You got to be working. I, I think back in the day, there were so many comedy clubs when I was coming up. You got a chance to work a lot, and you worked, and you worked, and you worked, so you could find your spot. You know, now where do you work at? Where's a comic work on the road? And they make no money after on the road. I'm like, how are you surviving? Well, yeah, as a comedian, it was different in the '80s, wasn't it? I yeah, mean, oh you guys God, made yes. a lot of money, dude. You can make good money, man. You can make good money <laughs> being bad, too. Being a comedian, then you go do a birthday party on a Wednesday. Yeah, you catch this bar mitzvah over here, and you had these little monies in between because you didn't turn nothing down. Look, the church wants to know if you do things in the parking lot. Yeah, okay, <laughs> I'll do a type three. <laughs> Dude, we Three for the yeah. Trinity. I'll Dude, do it. I did. I did. I do one wedding. on each. That's it. You do. It, that's how. But no, you talk like that. That's how you talk. Like, yeah, I'm gonna do this. I did an African wedding and nobody spoke English. Really? And the guy didn't tell me, man. The only guy that spoke English was the guy that hired me. And you, he thought it was funny as hell that nobody understood me. Dude, and he, I had to do three different sets. And so by that time, the groom, the groom, the bride and the groom hated me. <laughs> You were just a so babbling madman. No, man. I'm making up. I was just making up stuff. He's in the back dying because that's his brother. Yeah, he's dying. Ah, oh, this is killing me. And I'm just making up stuff. Oh my god! He says you got to do three sets. Yeah, give me three sets. What do you mean three sets? I had to do three ten minute sets during this wedding. <laughs> you came back. They're dancing, and then they stopped the dancing to bring me back. You know what he told me? I'm gonna, what are you talking says, about? Says, I'm going to film this, and if you become famous, this is going to be funny. That? And I saw him like 10 years ago. What? He says, I'm the one. I said, no, you're the one that hired me for the African wedding. Three sets? Three sets. Why? And they finally, they were just like, everybody was like, I thought it was going to be a war. But my last uh, No, 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 no. Even if you were, if they did speak English. Dude. Why would you break it into three acts like that? Because he thought that? it was funny. He thought it, it he was, wanted. He thought it was hilarious that his brother couldn't understand me. It was his brother's his wedding. His brother's wedding. Oh my god! He thought it was hilarious. No, the uh, wife was sitting there like this, looking like. 
And the first time I was trying to be really polite and, and be cool. Second one, I said, you know what? I didn't want to be here. And that's your brother that hired me. And they're just looking at me. By the third set, I was just full on belligerent. I started singing. <laughs> at least they could dance yeah, again. I sing, oh, no, He's singing. Yeah. Now I'm singing like, is he a singer? <laughs> I said, yeah, man, because they this dude they jacked it up. That couple is definitely still together. If they could endure. They could endure that. <laughs> no, which no. I think every marriage should have a messed up wedding. Every marriage. You know, women always say, oh, I'm a perfect wedding. I said, you're never going to make it. When we, we get married, think about what women say. Don't mess up my wedding, my, my wedding dress, my, my. Yeah. Look, man, he rents a tux. It's not even it's not even real. We don't even keep the tux. Look, this is all temporary. My shoes temporary. Shoes. You go pick out clothes. You pick out, you're going to pick no colors. She, bridesmaids got to keep their dresses. You you pick the cake. You're just eating cake. And if you're like, oh, I like this one. Really? Oh, no. So really, you're, just, you're keying off her for everything. And you realize, my life is going to suck. I'll be in charge of nothing for the rest of my life. Uh, well, there you do lose do so, everything. So. <laughs> you lose everything, pride, dignity, and that's why. Why do you think who's the butt of, who's the butt of the joke on the sitcom? The father. Yes. Who's the butt of the joke for everything? The father. Yeah. Who yeah. never gets yeah. a shout out? I want to thank my dad for giving me ten big. Right. Hey, mom. Right. Right. Like, right. I had that boy out. His mother didn't want him to play ball. Right. Right. And right. No one loves you. Yeah. Father's Day. What we get? Whatever they give us. We don't have a request. Right. You get a tie. Yeah, we, we don't have a request. <laughs> hey, we're going to take it to Benny Hanna's. Oh, hey. Hey, it's beautiful. Because there's something about a jaguar. Yes. That gets caught. Patrice used to talk about a shark. Mm-hmm. Woman is fishing, catches yep. a shark. She loves the shark. She keeps the shark on the boat and wants him to stop being a shark. Well, I am giving it to you better. Men are like herd. A, a horse herd. You're running with the other horses, and a woman sitting there with a rope. And the, horse, the other horse said, "Be careful, be careful, because if you get caught, we can't help you." So ah, you got one. He's fighting the rolling. They take off. They running. They take off. They got feet. They got feet. They got feet. <laughs> now you're in that corral. And she got the saddle. Oh hell, she ain't gonna ride me. She ain't gonna ride me. And you're bucking. You're bucking. But she's like this. Oh, I'm determined. She don't care how long it takes. And next thing you know, you see that horse at a little kids fair going around a circle tied to a pole. That's a married man. It's a broke horse. It's a broken horse. Broken horse. But you're married. I'm a broken horse. (laughs) I was remember we we were married, but we we were I was married for six years, divorced for ten, and now back for twelve. I didn't. You married the same woman? Yeah, because I'm not gonna do a new woman. No, God, no. (laughs) I got I got my kids with her. I got her. I I don't want. I, I was never gonna get married again, ever. And you kind of didn't. No, I, I didn't. <laughs> you just resigned. I just resigned up. I resigned. I rejoined. You renewed. I re- and my thing was, because she understood me, I understood she, and plus, she'd be the only one that knew me when I was broke. She'd be the only one. Well, that's got to be valuable. That could know me when I had nothing. Yeah. No but, other woman could know me. She's your Kim to your Eminem. Yes. And the, you can't you can't go back. But I can't kill her like he did. <laughs> he wants to kill his. He's got tattoos showing but, but, exactly but like, how it Ice Cube with this woman. Ice Cube when it was with him. Yeah. Back then, back in the day. Wait, Ice Cube's what now? His woman, his wife now. Yeah. Was his girlfriend back in the day. Oh, see, there you go. When he left NWA and she said, go ahead and do it. Right, right. Yeah. Romano, too, Ray yeah. Romano. Yeah. A lot of, a That's lot right. of these Look, guys. Billy Crystal. Yeah. High school. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, Joe- Comics don't do well meeting a girl once you're famous because we always pick a girl we know hates us. She's fine as hell. And this girl hates us. <laughs> I mean, Jim Carrey, look what he got. What he was, what can we do? He went through a lot. Look, man. <laughs> You know you they can't. hate we you. Can't. They don't like us. They like laughing. They like those little moments of laughter. They don't like you there the whole time. 
Because then it like this. Will you stop messing with my friends? Well, it gets to be a problem. Yeah. To it's a little bit like an addict or whatever. Yeah. Uh, having a compulsion to do stand up to get up. You know, I got up at. Uh, Four this morning and wrote some stuff down. I don't say that to sound cool. Oh, I have no. these ideas flowing got, out. No, we got to. But we that's a next, weird we have person. To. That's a weird person. And, and we have ADHD. <laughs> There's not many comics without a, a little bit of ADHD. I didn't know what it was growing up. Yeah. And now I realize you can't focus. I, I you do 800 things at once, and your wife's like, "What's wrong with you? You can't." You, I, thought, I was going to do it. I forgot. Oh, I got to get this. Oh wait, oh, I got a thought. Stop. Oh, right. I forgot my thought. Right, right, right. Are you still right? What was I just saying? Because I forgot my thought. But I had some. I had this joke. What was, what was I just saying? No, not that. No, not that. No, not that. Oh, that's it. <laughs> well, you, you know, I was married, yeah. and my, my I remember my wife used to like. I'd be like, "Will you write this down?" Like I'd be driving. I know. On the it, road, was like, write, <laughs> it was cute at first. It was cute at first when she write it down, and I was like, "Just write your own shit down." <laughs> and you go, "Okay." But the broken man is actually one of the things that's closest to my heart. Yeah. I feel from my people, all of men. I really do. I see, I love a strong woman. I'm not yeah. against a strong woman. But sometimes, you know, it's often when you, when you visit the parents of your girlfriend. Yes. And you see. That you father. Don't, you, the you have father. To see that. You have to see the father of the woman <laughs> that you're about to marry. Yeah. And if he's broke down, he's looking like, just, just get out. Get out. Because <laughs> a broken father will warn you, look here, uh, you, you know what you're getting into with my daughter? <laughs> He's not even mad at you. He's trying. He's like, man. He wants to Do help. you want this? Right. Right. Do you really want this? The dad walks. Because once you take her, you can't bring her back. <laughs> this is not a bring back. This is not a bring back. Yep. The dad walking his daughter down the yeah. aisle at a wedding yes. does look like a man returning a chip and dip at a Caldor. You know, but you know what? But, but, but unless the daughter and the father, like my daughter, my daughter are tight. Oh, there you go. And we, she was fun. We, well, I, and I really believe this. I believe if I had been, not been, if I had been. Married, as they were growing up, I couldn't have been as good as a father I was because I had no rules. Mm. After being a wife, she wouldn't let me do the stuff I was doing. Mm. I was taking her nightclubs with me when she was seven years old. I didn't drink or nothing. Right. So I just took her with me. I said, I want you to see this crap and get out of the system early. Really? Yeah, so she went everywhere with me. She saw stuff that you couldn't do because no responsible wife will let you take them. Right. We were just talking about the father's role yeah. of the woman. Not always. I just want to be clear. I'm not saying everybody. A friend of mine who has kids told me that he feels like it's his wife's job to set down the rules and it's his dad's job to obey those rules but also show the kid a, a couple ways He's out of He's showing those. the kids how to beat the mother like we beat the wife. You have to beat her. We have to get out of this. I got to show you how to get tired because it's going to be painful. Not your first seven, eight years. When you become a teenager, this is going to change for you. You're going to be in hell <laughs> You're gonna like me. You're going to be on my side. <laughs> you are going to be in hell like me. And I got to show you how to skirt this. And I'm going to need your help sometime, damn it. I'm going to need you to cover for me. What the? I'll get you the amazing. damn car. Don't tell I said this. I'm gonna act like I'm mad, like you don't deserve it. <laughs> but how can I be mad at you? I didn't finish school either. What am I? What am I gonna say? <laughs> <laughs> you, when, when they're real close to the mom, mom's yeah. got them. Yeah, they start becoming. The first years we got them. The first years we know mom's got them. Mom, mom, and they don't have respect for you because they go, Dad, can we go? <laughs> Yeah, then the mother comes, did you come and go? Oh, I didn't know they didn't ask you yet. And they go, like, uh, Dad ain't in charge of nothing. Right. Dad ain't in charge of nothing. Dad can't pick his own car out. Dad can't pick his clothes out. <laughs> and then that- if you are that guy, I was that guy who didn't conform. So other women sit down with your wife. You, we can't let this go on because other men are watching him. And if he doesn't conform, other men go like, see, Simba doesn't conform. He's happy. Yeah. Well, between one and two yeah. with the same woman. Yep. Yeah. Didn't you kind of go like, all right, let's do this again, 
But I want to be clear about these things I didn't like. like oh, no, she I, I want to pick she know, my no, own we know, car. We, we knew, well, she knows I know what I am. Plus, she's been on her own. So we're both like like two wildcats that have been on their own. And like this, okay, this is mine. And I'm okay with that. Right. When she said, this is mine, yes, it is. This one's mine. <laughs> you may borrow it. But I want you to write it down that you took it. There's a log. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, it's, it's, and this, you know what? It's okay to be two separate people. Yeah. When people get married, oh, two become one. That's subtraction. Somebody got lost. You. That's subtraction. Is that in your act? Yeah, I talk it's about. It's gotta it. be. It. That is. It made, fucking it never made sense funny. to me. I think two becomes yeah, one. Yeah, it becomes one. How's that's that work? Subtraction. Somebody got lost. <laughs> that is. That's brilliant. half of each at least. That's brilliant. So my thing is this. <laughs> I tell my son, he's got the woman I think he's going to marry. I said, whatever you do right now, don't change it. Don't quit going to the gym. If you change your timing up with yeah. your woman, then you'll get mad. And you start to resent you'll, you'll start going back to the gym again. You're like this. Oh, now you're going to the gym? I used to always go to the gym. Well, I didn't stop you. And that's the technicality. They didn't stop you, but they kind of hinted at it. Oh, you're, you're going again? It's little moves I'll make. I said, don't hear that move. You can't pay attention to that move. So I guess you're going to move without me. Yes. And you just walk out the door. <laughs> You well, know, don't explain the move. This is a... Don't explain the move. Well, you don't want to give it a no. validity, I, I guess. Don't explain the move because you get caught up. Because now you explain the explanation and I explain about something that had nothing to do with the movie. You're talking about cars right. and shopping. You're like... Well, we talk yeah. about on the show a lot working from a place that it's assumed that I love you. Yes. To your partner. Yes. I love you. Let's not... My, my therapist calls it disproving negatives. I don't yes. want to yes. spend my time going... I'm going to the gym. Yes. That doesn't mean I don't want to be with you. Yeah. In fact, it has nothing to do with you. You don't want to be with a fat dude. I know that's why I'm going to the gym. I'm going to the gym but even, because I know what you like. But even that is yes. including them. You could just say, I'm going to the gym because I would like to go you to the gym. You don't say I'm going to the gym. You text, I'm at the gym. <laughs> I'll call you when I'm done. That's true. Once you're at the gym, you say I'm there, you can legally hang the phone up because you're in the workout. Oh my you god! You pick the moments of you reality. Are, you're a marriage like like not a like a bank robber or something. You're like there's an exit over there's here. An ex- and, you know what? <laughs> but I think women. It sounds like I'm being slick, but women already do that. They sit together. Mothers tell them, make sure you have your own bank account and have a car down the street that's covered. He doesn't know about have an apartment. <laughs> so they always have a way out. They have an underground railroad. Like they have an underground. There's no underground railroad for men. There's no men that come get you in a car. Like, hey man, the horses can't help here's you. Here's his 800 number. Come no. <laughs> <laughs> like Breaking Bad. Dude, see the bar. Damn, I heard what happened. <laughs> no help. I, I can't help because my wife. You can't get my house. My wife don't like you because my wife is your wife's friend. Dude, I can't help you. What is your deal? You're so yeah. funny. <laughs> that's, that's, you know what? I just see truth. <laughs> but why do it? Why? Are, why do men keep going back? We love it because I. I think we. Were, I think we think we're meant to be with someone. Right. Because can I offer? Yep. Because we learn love from a woman, from our mothers. We're fed by them. We're birthed yep. from them. We're held by them. And then there is some. I think it's but there's right some, but there there's for some bad. Think, but there's some bad mothers. Even that's not true. Remember, my dad was just as instrumental as my mother. My dad was my guy. Yeah. So I got it from my mom and my dad. I had two great people. Sure. And my dad was kind of independent. My dad was. He was a preacher, but my dad played ball and stuff. My dad was. Was the dude, you know? <laughs> Not that he ran the house, but he was the dude. We yeah. we go places. And he said, hey man, don't tell your mom. That's what we're gonna do. And I learned that. Don't tell your mom. I think there's a real value yeah. to don't tell your mom. That's the commercial. What's the commercial? Don't tell mom. And the first and last one. Don't tell dad. It's a major catastrophe. <laughs> don't tell dad. Dudes, we say don't tell little things like we had some ice cream. 
Right. We stayed out to 6.15. Right. You know? Right. You didn't bathe. Don't say, Mama didn't bathe you. <laughs> Basic little stuff. For me, I always felt like if my dad was cutting the corner or something, it wasn't like to teach me a lesson. It's because he was just tired or something. He was like, ah, yeah, Peter, we're not going to the movies. Don't tell your mother. And then, we go, then he goes to bed. I'm like, okay. That, that's not really how I remember, uh, think my dad's still living. Yeah. Is your dad alive? Yeah. My dad, no, my dad passed away in 2011, man. So he went on a good long while. Yes. He, man, my dad was so cool. He Talk passed. about your dad. I love hearing he, he, people he, gush he, about he dad. Sta- he was on stage. I was on stage in Chicago, his hometown. Yes. He passed away. Really? Yeah, but when I left, when I left L.A., he shook my hand. And he held my hand. He goes, you know what you got to do? He'd been sick. You know, he said, you know what you got to do? I said, I think it's the last time I'll see my dad. Mm. But it wasn't sadness because he had given me everything I was supposed to get. I tell people, when I see people at funerals crying and jumping in caskets, that's a relationship that wasn't fixed. Yep. Oh, take me, God, take me. I'm like, just wouldn't it be funny if God took him instead? <laughs> if, like, the guy in the casket snatched him? i just like to see that just one time. Swap. I bet you won't say that again. So just, He just kind of rolls yeah, yeah, you. Yeah, just roll, rolls roll you in, in and he gets roll out. Rolls you in and he gets out. And then he's like, oh, God, yeah, it's so else, sad. Everybody else watching. We will never <laughs> ask to take me instead. It'll stop all that mess. So you got, you, you're right. It, it reminds me of death itself, actually. Yeah. It's like uh, you're only scared to die when you're not living correctly. Yeah. And, and when people are gone and you're really losing your shit. I sometimes think about that. I'm like, you, who you, you in my right, life yeah. am I unresolved with if they were to pass that I would really be fucked? Yeah. Because I couldn't. you can't fix it. I can't fix it. That's yeah. what they say. You got to treat people. You don't have to have the greatest relationship. But while people are here, you got to make something work. You got to treat people like, because if somebody said they got cancer, all of a sudden you, you let everything go. They did wrong. Right. Right. Unless the person has cancer, they stay a jerk. Ain't no worse than a jerk with cancer. They're like, oh, man, you got cancer and you're a jerk? I'm trying to come by here and see you. <laughs> yeah, that's bad. We call that come to Jesus moment. Some people don't get a come to Jesus moment. They're on the deathbed. Hey, hey, like, is he still a jerk? I, I can't come by until he dies. Get out of my, the view I, I, of my I, window. No, he's like, sickness didn't change him. But you got it all with your dad. Yeah. That's great. And he was like a mentor to Taught you. Taught me, man. I got cut from the uh, basketball team in eighth grade, man. I was crying. I came home. And he was brutally honest. He said, mother, they cut your son because they want to win. I said, what? What does that mean? He said, you're not that good. He said, but you want to get good? So right in the moment of me not feeling, he wanted me for summer or so, you have to get better. You just want to be better. He said, you have to get better. So he bought a basketball goal, put it in the backyard. <laughs> we played. And I played six hours a day. Wow. And I would complain, he, I think you can jump on I can't. And maybe you can't. As soon as he said that, he never fought with me about it. And maybe you can't. Maybe that's all you have. And I said, Dad, what's my, I don't have a gift. What's my gift? I want to be a, I want to be a prodigy. He said, your gift is persistence. I said, that sucks. What kind of gift? What, if I just work hard enough? That's my gift? I'll just outwork people? He goes, exactly. That's And it great. meant nothing at 13. But in my 20s, I said, I can outwork people. Yeah. So if I walk in a room and my dad said, if you don't mind being the worst one for 15 minutes, matter of fact, embrace it. So when I when I come in, if I, like I'm, I'm, I'm playing trombone now, I'm trying to play piano, I embrace the bad notes. Now first you sit there, oh, you, you apologize to the teacher? Like right. you did, oh, I like this. I'm playing bad notes and he's looking at me and he says, oh, I see what you're doing. Dude, I'm, I'm allowing myself to fail. My dad said, allow yourself to fail so you can succeed. Yeah. We're so busy trying not to fail. Unless you just got this Prince ability. And right. Prince even said the guitar was hard. Right. And I said, oh, okay. I don't feel so bad right now. Right. So I'm like this. My dad was always, if you want to be great at something, forget it what you are today. See what you want to become. What is your dad, the coolest person ever? The coolest dude in the world. 
coolest dude in the world. Because everybody. He saw stuff. You know what he did? He saw things in people, not just me. He saw things in everybody. He saw great things in everybody. Yeah. And you got to see that. That's so good. Yeah, what a me, dad. I mean, that's what I say. Everybody, I can teach anybody to be a comedian. I can teach anybody to act. Because it's not that. When people realize, it's, it's, I don't know how good you get. I don't know if you become like one of the greatest. It's in everybody. Right. You just got to get past all the bull crap, all the stuff somebody's ever told you. Well, I think I, what I love about what your dad said, besides everything, yeah, <laughs> is the idea that he's like, you want to be a prodigy. Everybody wants, wants to, to be yeah, a prodigy. Everybody wants to be, yeah, everyone wants to be. Well, we get our up. music for, downloads right to our phone. Thank you. Look, I, I'm, I'm just a bigger problem. You watch a movie instantly. Everything comes we instantly. We want it. We want it now. Online dating. Where's the girl in my dreams? Now. Tits are too small. Hair's too Buy curly. It. Buy this it. one, that one, that There's one. some new ones. Inject your booty. Yeah. So my, my thing is... But also he said, think about every prodigy you ever heard of or met. Either they die early or they got this strange life. He said, now, do you want all the stuff that goes with being a prodigy? Right. Because you don't fit. Socially, a lot of them don't fit. Right. I want to go be able to go into Target and get some clothes or, or go get a candy bar and not be in the car like, ah, oh, I can't be seen. Oh. Right. I can't be that dude. Right, right, right. Or you open the candy bar and you hear a symphony. Yeah, yeah. Like, ah, I got to write it down. I'm hearing voices. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He has, he has nine great, beautiful girlfriends. Nine. Right. Because no one stays with him. Right, right. But that yeah. idea of, of everything being entitled and yeah. owned, and then I, I just think that it can't be said enough, what you just said and what your father told you, that idea of, you know, Jay Leno was big into that, too. He was like, well, his he, dad, his he dad worked. Was, his dad was a working, his dad, Jay talks about being a worker. Yeah. Being he, a worker when he came out here. He has that story of waiting in line for some shit audition to the comic strip yeah. or something, and someone would get out of line. And he he wrote this in his book. He was like, uh, he ain't gonna make I just, it. I just, well, he, and then yeah, the he would say, the guy ain't make it. And I just move forward without doing yeah. anything. Yes. Like all I had to do was stand here. Outweigh them. Sometimes you just can <laughs> outweight people. It's like waiting for a divorce. Like or waiting something. for somebody to blink. Yeah, I, you can, I'll, I'll just outweigh you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll bring a book. <laughs> you know, like you stand in line to do comedy, and the guy's always talking. I mean, you know, I mean look, I'm, no, I don't even stand in line. I'm like, you know, I don't stand. I mean, I'm just, you know, in other places, I'm like this. Well, dude, if you're the greatest, why are you here in front of me? Right. Just shut up. Right, right, right. And do your one minute. I'm going to do a minute. Right. And this is all we're going to do. And let's both be bad. Let's just, just do that. And let's not be yeah. afraid so of you, where failing. Where you from? Where you from? Where you from? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I like that. I like that. Is that the bit? I like that, I like that thing you do. I said, I wasn't a bit. I was just talking to you. Okay, can I have it? <laughs> can I have it? You ever come with you? Can I have that? Yeah. Can you have what? I, th- I think that's the beginning. I think that's a great, uh, a huge misunderstanding of what, of what comedy is. Those early yeah. years where you're drowning. Yes. Or you're starving is a better way to put it. And you're just, any scrap of food will keep you alive. And you see other people are starting to die yep. of starvation, quit. And you're just so desperate. And then you get to a point where you're just kind of like, where everybody relax. Relax. You know what I mean? Like, you don't need to... If, if you say something funny... You funny are, if you're yeah. funny... I was Just blessed. be funny. I Relax. I was blessed. I was headlining in three months because I didn't know better. <laughs> I had no home club. I got kicked out the military. I was I was older. So when I became a comic, I already had these world... I had these world experiences, man. I wasn't some kid 17 trying to make something up. Right. So when I went on stage, I didn't know... I was in Kansas City, and a guy goes, well, do three minutes. If you can't do three minutes, just do what you can do. I said, I said, who can't do three minutes? So I walked on stage, you know what I did? I handed the newspaper to the audience, read me something, and I would just do something. Yeah. I, I almost said no, like, no. Yeah, I would just do whatever they wrote, because I didn't know how to write, I didn't know how comedy works. So you just riffed? I just riffed. I remember knowing that about you, because I saw, I think they ran Afros and Bell Bottoms. I don't think I had HBO. 
But I saw it on TV somehow. Okay. Live TV. Yeah, because we, we actually sold it. To Comedy Central. Yeah, Comedy Central. It was probably Comedy yeah, Central. Because yeah. I remember when to Comedy Central, Channel 54 yeah. in uh, Lexington. Uh, and I, it changed my life. I would watch it constantly. And that came on. And I grew up religious. And um, so I was like, you were clean. And you also had this thing that was just like, I think he's just talking, you know what I mean? As opposed yeah. to some of the more uh, guys that were more reciting their material. I was like, I think this guy's just playing. It really is important. Are they laughing? He'll add a little something. He'll mm-hmm. take away a little something. It was alive, you know what I mean? It had a rawness to it that I really liked. So this is uh, a while ago, so I went on eBay and bought it on v- <laughs> VHS so I could watch it again and again. And then I, I remember you saying that you liked to write on stage. You were one of the first yeah. people that I knew – now all my favorites are those guys because uh, everybody knows I'm going to say this, but left brain uh, is creative, right brain is reciting. Yeah. So when you write something and you go like, I was on the bus yesterday and man, why do they call it a fair? It's not that's fair. A, but that's a gift too. You know what? That, no, I'm not putting I, it yeah, down. It's funny. It's I, look at, I look at guys who can do that. I go like this. <clears throat> those, they become good comedy writers. They become good sitcom writers. Yeah. I mean, a lot of those guys don't make it as, com- as comedians. Right. They become writers on shows. Right. I didn't want to make it as a writer you want to do a show. Performer. Say, You're a performer. I'll, I'll create a show and hire you. <laughs> That's yeah. working the system right there. Plus, it got boring to me. Right. If I did the same thing. I would get bored to death. Right. But to all the young comics listening, and yeah. I, I'm representing myself when I was young, uh, and I remember hearing you say something like that as well, and I was like, yeah, but who has the material? Like, you got to do your act. <laughs> like, you don't have enough time. So would yeah. you literally go up and just improvise... Just to no, I'll do like I say. Say I'm doing a uh, Comedy Central special. I said, I'm doing 45 minutes new tonight. I don't know what it is yet. I'll say, bankruptcy in Detroit, uh, teachers, and I would just have that. Those one word, two yeah. words, that's all I need. I do a thing uh, when Comedy Central, I mean, he doesn't make that stuff up. I said, give me five words before I walk on stage. No way. You know, uh, Paul Provenza does that thing about... Yeah, yeah, set list. I did, uh, I did set list. In, we have a water for in, you in, too, in, but oh. if you would like... Cool. I did. I did the set oh, list in, in Michigan. Yeah, but for me, it was like just doing my act. <laughs> That's just what you do. I said, "Oh, set list, so you just do my act." <laughs> so what they would do is they put stuff up, and I would just jump into it. Yeah, and just God, the junk comic said they showed you the list. I said, "Dude, that's the best compliment you could ever give me." That's and right. You said, "There's no way." There's no way I said, you give me something right now. Why are you talking to me? Right. As a matter of fact, I'm going to do your act. What you just did, the one that wasn't funny, the joke you're not getting laughed on, I'm sure I get laugh on it. I'm going to do it for you clean. I'm going to do it for you dirty. Because I was dirty when I started. Yeah. And the thing is, everybody was dirty. We all sound like Richard Pryor. We sound like bad Richard Pryors. <clears throat> yeah. And I said, oh, man, this, I can't sound like everybody else. And my dad came to my show. And although he was a preacher, he still would have, no matter what I'd done, he'd have gone with me. Mm. And that night in Chicago at uh, the Comedy Cottage, I said, I'm going to do everything I did. I'm going to do it clean, but I'm going to push it to the edge. So I didn't call it clean. I just called it comedy. Right. When I got done, Cass did he cuss? I think he did. That's what I wanted. Right. They didn't know if I did or not. It wasn't until I got to Hollywood that he got so caught up. Are you clean comic? you dirty comic? Oh, he's an all-American comic. Well, you see that. Oh, he's a squeaky clean. I said, y'all just kept my career. I said, y'all put me in a box that I have to always fight to get out of. Right. Like, I was like... Because you're clean, you have no... I said, Cosby's clean. He's from Philly, man. He'll knock you out. I was wondering, man, I mean, what? You want to fight me or Chris Rock? Who are you going to fight? Come on, man. I mean, like, everybody got their own thing, but don't act like I'm weak because I'm clean. Are you nuts? For those listening mm-hmm. and don't know uh, how uh, big you are, it's it's Chris Rock. 
<laughs> Chris Rock is just not the girthy. Man. But they, but it was almost like if you talk a certain way, <clears throat> like you really were that way. I said, dude, most of most of comedy and and rap is theater. Most of the cast that were doing rap were not gangsters. They it's right. theater because then white kids from the suburbs did it. So were they gangsters? It became right. A thing. I so, actually yeah. think that's why uh, rappers are such good actors. Yeah, often, it's theater because man. they know how to do it. Yeah, I know how to represent a yes. side of myself. Yes, yes. the hard a side. side, a side. Right. And next, and next week you're selling vitamin water. So, <laughs> which one are you? I'm like, you must be both, which is okay. Right. But quit trying to sell me one. Right. But that's that's yeah. what's so offensive. That goes back to our discussion about Last Comic Standing, and it even goes back to the beginning, talking mm-hmm. about business cards. When I see a business card that says clean comedian or whatever, I understand. Christian comic. Christian comic. I, I said, man, you, 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 kill, you kill me with that crap. <laughs> that means you suck. Let me, oh, the reason I suck, because God won't let me be funny. So let me use this. Let me get this misnomer right now. Oh, I could have been much funnier, but I'm a Christian comic. Uh, how about the ones that conscious? I could have been yeah, much yeah, yeah. funnier. The conscious comic. What's this new thing they do with comedy? You can't go in the room, these, these comedy rooms, where it's different kind of comedy, which they weren't funny. I saw a bunch of them. Yeah. No, I don't know what you're talking about. Dude, conscious comedy? Well, no, what's it called? Oh, God. <clears throat> Man, what is it? <laughs> they were just some unfunny people who were like, we're so, we're like this because we're, we're smart. Oh, no. I said, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Because I came in, it was saying, we don't really use your style of comedy here. I said, oh, funny stuff? I saw the last few dudes were funny. So you're not looking for funny. We, we're going to do comedy and discuss Wait, it Come later. on. How did you get yeah. this confidence right away? I remember... Oh. You know, I'm I, I'm fairly confident now, but yeah. I, I don't have it like you have it, where I'm like, oh, I can be funny. I'm always like, I'll be funny if it's correct. And don't get me no, wrong. No. I have huge self-love. I'm a huge fan of my own comedy. In fact, a lot of my act is talking about how much I think I'm, how much I'm enjoying it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm in I watch, it. I watched the show today. Oh, did you? Yeah. So <laughs> you you saw, show, you've yeah. seen me laugh at myself. Mm-hmm. So I have it, but I'm still kind of like, look, I'll be funny. I think it's a... I, I was just going to say, I think it's a black thing. Coming up in the black circuit of that sort of like, let me sell you what it is. Let me really have that boldness, that confidence, because I'm was not no black playing around. Remember, there was no black circle when I came up. No? There were no black comedy clubs. Matter of fact, it was a, it was strange. When, when I was headlining, Cass said, how'd you do that? I said, because I refuse to accept it. I can't. I said, you will not. I said, you will not not let me be on this stage. So, oh, I was sure. I had blonde, remember, I had blonde hair, Jerry Curl. I was wearing colors. Yeah. Man, I said, I'm going to make it easy. Cross colors? They don't have to go like, is that Sinbad? Yeah. It can't be anybody but Sinbad. Right. So I had created this whole image. Even the name yeah. was a deliberate thing. It was Everything was deliberate. But I, t- would, dude, I should be at comedy clubs when I started. Yeah. I would call the comedy club say I was my manager. They would not book me. I would show up and say, my manager said I was booked here. And they said, I told your manager no. I go like, oh, Jesus. I don't know what I'm doing. That's the third time this week. Because all I wanted was a minute to get on stage, not for money, but a room at the comedy condo and food. I said, I ain't got time to do this long, this comedy thing. This has to hit now. So I did. When I cats say, what would you do? You will not do what I did. It's been bold as hell. I heard about Jay Leno. Jay Leno would give a comedy club owner $100. If I ain't funny, keep it. So I stole that. Really? I said, take, take this money. If I ain't funny, keep my money. Oh and my! And then the guy who was emceeing, hey guys, is this dude with his blonde hair named Sinbad? He's coming up, <laughs> and he's laughing. The comics laughing, and I'm thinking, I'm taking his job tonight. What so, the fuck? Yeah, no, yeah. what are you talking so about? I'm taking his job tonight. He doesn't even know what he did. So I go out. What is this? And I said, I gotta get a stand ovation. I said, I have to do a minute. I have to get a laugh in the first four seconds, and that laugh is not, can't stop. I would see club owners come out the back. 
Who the, is that that kid? I would come off stage and other comic, damn dude, uh, give him a hand. I don't, that, I don't know what that was about. What? One guy. Were you improvising at that point? Yes. You said. And the routines. No, I used to do one guy. One guy. It's not fair. One comic dogged me. I said, y'all want to hear his routine funny? I did his whole routine. I said, you want to see what his routine sound like funny? Oh, my God. I did every one of his jokes, and I made him funny. I personalized him to me. Oh, my God. And I'm not going to say his name, but he went on to become a great writer. He said, look, man, would you write for me? I said, I, I, I don't know how to write. I would write, talk about riding a bike. Yeah. He yeah. said, you just did my whole routine. I said, when I watched you, I saw where you should go with it. You're scared to go left or right. See, cats are scared. What holds you back in comedy is fear. Yeah. Eddie Murphy came in last place in the New York comedy competition. <laughs> last place. And they all said, man, you'll never make it. You, you, you're doing Richard Pryor jokes. He said, I'll be famous next year. Y'all be here next year. And it would happen. He was famous on Saturday Night Live, and they were all still doing the competition next year. Yeah. Because he knew who he was. And you have, as a comic, well, you, you have know, to know. You have to know the power or it doesn't of, work. of knowing what yes. you want in life, in general, mm-hmm. is just one of the most appealing things in the world when it's yes. genuine. So be you. A lot of comics are not You ever seen comics talk about marriage he ain't married? Or yeah. comics talk about someone he doesn't even for us to do? I don't even know who you are. Right. The only guy who can do something like this is like Andy Kaufman. We'll never know what the hell it was. <laughs> he might not be dead. He's the only guy that makes us question his death. 30 years after his death, he might still be sitting somewhere. Nobody's like, got Not a... yet. Not yet. No problem. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> well, nobody's got a prior rumor. No. That he's still alive. Think about it, man. No, we know. we. Andy Kaufman was so damn unique. Yeah. But he committed to it. But he was being him, is what you're saying. We don't know. But he picked <laughs> he was being that something. thing he picked. Right. That thing he picked, right. he did not veer from. The thing that I always say in this instance is when, when you want to go out with a girl, you need to mm-hmm. decide that you absolutely want to be with that yeah. girl. Not if this girl doesn't talk to me, I'll yeah. just go to her friend. You have to be like, this is the one. That, we all know and that. And you got to be you. You can't go up there with that one person and right. become another person. Right. That's right. You need, you need, you need to know now I'm a jerk. Yep. You need to know now. And I'm a, I'm a horse. So yeah, you need to know now yeah. so we can get this over with. I'm not going to improve. I'm a jerk. I'm not a, I'm not a fixer-upper. I don't get better. I get worse. But I'm a good guy. <laughs> and I'm funny. Yeah. And I'll give this guy Comics are funny. Look, bands, look, we open for bands, and we go like, oh, I want to be in the band. I want to be in the band. But women like comics, too. Right. Because you know what? We're, we're in low maintenance. Right. Until you marry one of us or date us. And then he's like, he's so depressed. He's not going to be able to come in today. He's, <laughs> he's bombed last night. Right. Well, let's talk yeah. a little bit. I, I'm Look, this is a positive show. I like putting positive yep. stuff out there. But there's got to be that side of you, too, that has nights or days where you can't go into the club, hand the $100. You just don't have No. It. You don't feel it. You never had one. What? And I have to lie to people and say, yeah, I bombed it. I've never bombed that way. I've always found a way to come out of a hole. I've always. Really? Because I refuse to lose. I refuse. It's like I look at like Michael Jordan, LeBron James. You can hold me. You can grab me. I'm dunking on you, whether you want this or not. The, the strangest night was when I was doing a place in uh, Massachusetts. It was a, they said, "Look, man, we're, we're just doing this for a week." I was you know, they just gave me this gig. I showed up in town, and they was, Boston comics were so cool. Dude, this is back in the, the heyday of Boston, eighty three, eighty four. Yeah, and they gave me gigs. They gave me their gigs. Lenny Clark and all those. Guys. Yeah, Lenny Clark said, "Come here, come here." Lenny and his brother gave me gigs. Yeah. Gave me. Their gigs. Yes. Wow. 
Sweeney Meanie. Black all those dude cats, in Boston, man. too. No, Sweeney, <laughs> Sweeney got me into the comedy club that no blacks could work. It was like Italian mobsters. Mm. He said, you can't stay. You got to do your jokes. You got to get out. What? Yes. I was just making a stock. Boston. Comedy, I'm comedy from stop. Boston. so It was Comedy said, Stop. No way. The comedy Stop back in the day. On Rue 1? It was, down, down, it was downtown. Though. Oh, okay. The comedy oh, stop I'm thinking was downtown. the Comedy Vault, I yeah. think. It was Comedy Stop, and then it was Nick's Comedy. Yeah. Dude, yeah. those guys. They gave you their spots. Gave me. Off their back. Gave me. So I speak. made. I came to town with no money and walked out with $3,000. And my brother was working there at some program of engineering. He said, what is this comedy thing? I said, look, man, don't worry. He has some tires for his car. If we get home. Right. Well, I said, where's the comedy club at? Right. And remember, downtown was called, it's called the South Side. Remember all the, they had, it was like all the blacks and Spanish, but they took that spot over in 83 and refixed it. It wasn't uh, far from Nick's. It was like all black and Spanish, man. They they gentrified that place. And um, God, who was with me? He did the thing about peace. Go, uh, Goldberg. That pieces of meat. That was his jokes. <laughs> he brought on, his meat up with him. He talked about we are pieces of meat. It was funny as hell. Was smart. He was seventeen <laughs> at that time. <laughs> Stephen Wright. No, Stephen. Stephen was out of town then. Okay. So it was. It was. Everybody else was backstairs. Everybody was backstage. Yeah. All the Boston cats. Right. And they said, "Man, just go up here. Um, we're not going to be doing this place much. Longer. It's a senior citizens' home." Yeah. And they would go in this theater. I don't want to be here. You push them in. I hate these guys. And every comic came on stage. Oh, you deaf? Can you hear me? You deaf? You can't hear me? So I walked on stage. I said, y'all have orgies at night, don't you? Yeah! Dude, they just flipped. Really? I said, everybody thinks y'all old and don't want to do stuff. You're old and your knees hurt. Your back hurt. Like, our backs are going to hurt when we get old. Yeah. But otherwise, you're trying to hang, ain't you? I said, who's the pimp here? And all the women pointed to this one guy. He was he was the dude. <laughs> and I'm talking to this guy. The whole night I'm talking. I said, man. You haven't cracked a smile yet. And his wife said, he's he's deaf. And comics were like, oh, how's he going to get? I said, and he, he was real, he had real hard. He was, wasn't totally deaf, but he turned his hearing aid down and could hardly hear. Yeah. I said, well, he's a blessed man because he doesn't have to hear what you got to say to him. <laughs> she fell out. She told him he, ah, he fell. He fell. Out. His wife fell out, then he fell out. Uh. I said, and my boy said, do you reach? I said, dude, I reached down in the pit of my stomach because I had nowhere to go. It was the end. I was on a, I was on a high, and I, and when I said, man, you haven't laughed yet, and she said, he can't hear, he's out there, he's deaf. He said, hearing aid turned off. Yeah. I was, wow. And the room just went. Yeah. That's like that Billy Crystal moment on the looking, Oscars, remember? He was, looking, he was looking at me just like this. <laughs> you know, speaking of Lenny Clark, though, Lenny was my cat. These great guys like yourself yep. that improvise. All right, Lenny, you, uh, some uh, Richard Belzer, I yep. remember was was uh, known as one of those guys, and then some people that I knew. Coming Jonathan up. Winters was like that. But then, like, it's hard sometimes for them to get on TV or do do specials and all that sort of stuff to be. I hate this word, but to be commoditized. What do they call it? He's hard to. Yeah, hard to work with. But but you're not. They act like we can't be controlled. Like like we have no off button. Right. Like oh man, he, like one guy said, we're just worried that I said you worried that you might not can write funny enough for me, and I might have to write my own jokes, and you can't take credit for it. Is that what you're worried about? Yeah. Just say it. <laughs> I said, how about this? They still get the written by credit. And they get. And they go, I said, how about this? <laughs> just make sure everybody else is funny. Yeah. I'll take care of me. Right. And that's what they don't want. They want. They want to be able to let you go if they have to let you go. Yeah. Remember, well, remember now, Robin Williams. 
uh, one episode of Happy Days, they was looking for Mork. Remember Mork from Ork? Yeah. Came from Happy Days. Yeah, that's right. Everybody came in, was auditioning. Robin came in, was upside down on his head, was feet up in the air, and did the nano nano thing. Yeah. And they were like, what the hell is that? Remember, uh, Mork from Ork, Mork and Mindy was written for Mindy. That was Mindy's breakout show. Pam Dauber, that was her show. It was not Robin Williams' show. Right. After a while, you saw in the script they just wrote, and Robin speaks. Right. And, then, and Pam would get mad. What's he doing? Right. It, and they said, just react, Pam. Yeah. Because he was doing Robin. Remember, he was all over the place. Ah, oh. He was all over the place. Right, 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 right. Feeding off that audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, then yeah. you watch him in Dead Poets Society. Yeah. Oh, he can't. He's, he's a Juilliard trained actor. I said, y'all get mad because comics don't have to sit before a scene. Hold on, man. I just need to get ready. You know, it's like that. Uh, uh, Mel Gibson was like that. They say he would clown, and it's now it's time to do the scene. And you can break into it. Everybody can't do it. Right. It's not like it's a gift. It's just, it's different. Right. So people, actors don't want to work with comics. Oh, comics. They come in here and they, they're not acting. I said, what do you think we're doing our whole life? Comics ain't nothing but actors. Our life is drama. <laughs> our life is drama. I said, don't be mad at me because you ain't funny. <laughs> don't be mad at me because I'm going to make some money tonight at a comedy club. And when this movie's over, I can still find a way to live. And you, like a lot of actors became comedians. A lot of David Allen Greer was not a comedian. Yeah. But he saw what was happening. The guys were making money when the show was over. Right. He said, I got to do this because he was funny. Right, right, right. Will Smith is funny. Will could have been a comedian. Right. Yeah. But now he's. Anthony he's, Anderson, remember? Anthony's a funny dude. Yeah. But he wasn't a comic at first. Will doesn't need to do comedy. Though. Oh, yeah. But he was, you know what? He's, he was funny, though. <laughs> he was funny, man. And uh, Chuck D said, uh, I remember, I don't remember where I read this, said that he was a good freestyler. Yes, he is. Which you know that. Man, come on. Come on, Sin. He's 18 years old, 7 years old. This thing called Jack the Rapper. It's a convention. All the music, R&B, rap, everything. Yeah. And this young cat, Will Smith, is trying to get inside. <laughs> I snuck in through a window. I said, let me get you in, man. So I got him in, and, and Jack's daughter, who ran the thing, said, did you just sneak in, Sabat? <laughs> yeah, and I need to get somebody else in, too. <laughs> so we're walking around. We're hanging out. He's talking. You did it work? He's talking. He's talking. He's talking. And I'll never forget, I got up during the banquet night. I said, I want you to remember this kid's name, Will Smith. I said, he is going to be famous as hell. <laughs> and he looked at me. I said, dude, you got a gift that you don't even know you have yet. Yeah. He said that. No, I said to him. Oh, you said that to Will? I said, you. I said, this kid's going to be famous as hell. I said, you have a gift that you don't even know you have. He just had it. He had it. Just had this thing. Yeah. Smart. Freestyle could go. And then he freestyled that night? Think about it. If he'd been a dirty, remember, he starts, when he first started rapping, just like me, he didn't use curse words. His grandmother said, oh, that's the best education you got? Right. So he could have done it that way. So it was harder for him. And sometimes you didn't get the respect. But he had just as much skills as anybody else. Right. It is hard to freestyle. Most people that I hear, especially yeah. if me and my friends want to freestyle, which is rare, on a road trip or something, yep. you're going to just talk about how you're going to fuck yeah. them up. Yeah. That's the easiest way to freestyle is how you're going to hurt but somebody. these cats, man, like, like Will and, and, <laughs> and even Kanye they, and, and, and you know, Jay-Z, they, these cats who have the great gift of freestyling, dude, they go into another... Like, how did he go there? Right, right. How did he even know to go there? He got ahead of himself. He was thinking mm-hmm. of the third verse mm-hmm. when he was on the first verse, which is one of the amazing things to see. So you started You started with Will, a young Will Smith? A young Will Smith, man. And then you, I mean, I want all your stories. I want Cosby stories. I want Will Smith stories. Man. Just, <laughs> just feel feel free. You know what, Dad, you know, Will's funny, Dad, Will said, because you know, he lost his first fortune. 
You know, he, Will Smith he, he did? 18. Oh, yeah, he lost everything. Remember, him, him and the Fresh Prince, and I mean, when you know him, uh, they they were killing him and Jazzy Jeff. Yeah, DJ. And he, got, he had this house in Philly, and his dad said, I'll keep your room available for you. So Will was saying, yeah, he saw what, Will said he lost everything. <laughs> how did he lose it? Man, spending money, just spending. Look, what would you, like, you can't give a kid 18 that much money. <laughs> Do you buy dream stuff? I'm going to buy 95 pair of tennis shoes, and all my friends, too. <laughs> See, but money goes, ain't you? It's the friends. Yeah. Like, everybody come with me. Everybody come with me. I got it. They go, man, we'll pay for everything. So when you got money, everybody go, oh, he'll pay for everything. You got hotel rooms for everybody. Yeah. yeah I got flights for everybody. Don't we all going to fly together? <laughs> Before you realize, I ain't got no more money. And you ain't got no more friends either. Right. And the first to go are the women. <laughs> That's how you know. That's when A you cold learn. front is moving in. That's when you learn Where what all the this women is all go? about. I call it the BBD, the bigger, better deal. Oh, my God. The first time a woman leaves you for the bigger, better deal is a humbling experience for an entertainer. Yes. See, other people, when we normal, when we're not entertainers, we're used to that. When a woman drops you for the other entertainer, when you when a woman uses you to get into the special or into the event because right. she was another dude she was trying to get to, right. you realize, did I just get used? You I just got, got a good job. I'm Sinbad, damn yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. This girl ain't got nothing but a big booty. She's a broke, big booty girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If she didn't have this big booty, she wouldn't even be here tonight. <laughs> and she got that booty through and the door. And that's why I said, dudes, forget. If you got money, you're calling, like Donald Sterling. Yeah, we knew he was a racist, but I know you were stupid. <laughs> Dude, that girl wouldn't even find. If you're going to lose your team, it's got to be like j Lo Halle Berry quality. It's got to be at that other level. You can't lose it to a girl with a bunch of gums like that. You can't. And then he was crying. You see him? She loved me. No, dude, your own wife don't love you. She's separated from you. You know this young girl didn't love you? You're 81 years old with a billion dollars. You know what you tell her? Touch my face in public. You hold my damn hand and grab my butt. That's how this works tonight. You're going to earn this car. I bought you two cars in the house. Tell me we just friends. We ain't just friends. The guy in that. Um, Donald Sterling, yeah. damn it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that that's amazing. He never slept with him. Like, dude, how you got twenty five billion dollars? Yeah, said, well, man, she never asked me for nothing. She would just go by the store. Wouldn't it look cute on me? I said it looked cute on a lot of people. <laughs> that's what you. That's how you got to learn to deal with that. <laughs> Wouldn't it look cute on me? Naked look good on you. <laughs> <laughs> did your dad get to see uh, you blow up? Oh yeah, he did. It's funny when I um when I called my dad. I was dropping out of college for three weeks left. I said, I'm out. You out? I'm like, Ma'am, I don't want this piece of paper from the man. He said, you, you can't come home right now. I need you to go. Where else you going to go? You need to go there right now. What? So, you know, I end up coming home, and uh, I'm in the basement. I'm in the basement. I ain't shaved, man, for three, four weeks. I ain't bathing. And I'm hating. I'm hating my college basketball coach. I just got to hate, man. It was the worst four years of my life. And my dad came down. I said, okay, we're going to go at it. And my dad said, let me tell you something. Let's blame everything that happened on him and somebody else. But from this moment forward, if you fail, it's your fault. And I did not want the responsibility speech. He said, if you fail from this moment on, it's your fault. You see, when hurt that man, succeed. He said, matter of fact, success, you won't even be so mad. Matter of fact, you won't even rub it in when you have success. Because I'm like, yeah, when he sees me. And what happens, that coach ended up calling me years later, apologizing. The one that cut you. Well, no, no, this is college coach, man. Oh. It was a terrible four years of college. but um, Oh, so you dropped yeah. out three weeks because you didn't, were like, I don't weeks, like no, this three guy. weeks after. No, three weeks in my senior year. Three weeks left my senior year. Right. 
to, because of this coach? Well, it, 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 he had gone by then. It was just it was a terrible experience. Yeah, Why? but that experience was oh, sitting the bench, not being played. It just none of it made sense to me. Beating cats, it got to the point I would just try to beat cats in practice to piss off the coach. Yeah, and then I, I became that. I went from that kid that was like. I was that coachable guy. Hey, what do you want to do? To that cat was like, what? I became that dude. I realized not all adults were correct. Not all people in authority have your back. Right. And I don't have to respect you. And you were out. And I became that person. I became that cat that went from immense respect to like, you have to earn my respect. Because hmm. if I'm giving you my respect, you ought to give me some. I'm giving you my respect. Mm-hmm. I, you don't have to earn mine. I'm giving it to you. Mm-hmm. And then your dad, so your dad said, we're not going to blame, we'll blame everything on that. He said, he said, let's, he said, do, let's blame it, anything you want to blame it on. He says, but from this moment. So I did, I came upstairs, I'm eating some food and I see a helicopter coast guard on the cereal box that I'm going to fly helicopters. On the cereal box? Yes. Yeah, I'm going to fly helicopters. And then when I get good at it, I'm going to run drugs for people who need drugs run with helicopters or moving people around the world that undercover. I came, I was going dark. I said, no question asked. Assassin. Fly you anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I was, I was in that ninja mode. I said, yes. So I go down to the Coast Guard. To join the, the no question uh, yes. asked helicopter line. Yes, I'm going to join the Coast Guard. And the guy from the Air Force said, psst. Man, why are you going to join the Coast Guard? If you're going to fly, why don't you join the Air Force? I said, well, I didn't graduate college. I mean, don't worry, we'll put you through. Really? Hell no, they ain't gonna put you through. <laughs> and the thing is, the dumb thing is, I got recruited by Popovich when I was in high school, when high school to go to Air Force Academy. Really? So Popovich from the Spurs recruited me. Katie gets yeah. that. I'm like, Popovich. Yeah. I love Pop. Popovich's a smart cat. He was a good cat, man. Was he like the seventh guy Little Mac fought? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know who Popovich is. <laughs> dude, the coach of the Spurs? <laughs> no. So you ain't, you ain't hip to the game today, the Miami Heat and the Spurs? Nope. Oh, dude. What you time even, is it? So you at? don't know what bit this means. You don't know this means LeBron James. I was just like, witness. This is, this is I was like, oh. Witness I, I, I was about to happen. I thought that was your merch. This is LeBron <laughs> James. I thought that was your shirt. Witness was about to happen. <laughs> what time is the game? The game is at, I think, six, right? Six. six. Even Katie. That's a shame. Well, no, Katie. That's is our, a shame, <laughs> Katie. Katie's our, our sports person. Katie, that's a shame. Okay, who are you pulling for, Katie? Spurs. You know what? But you know what, though? I can't hate the Spurs, though. Is LeBron I can't, on the Spurs? No, no, no. He's on the Heat. So I can't hate the Spurs because you know what? They, they're well coached. They got a great team. You can't, even if you don't like the Spurs and they're not your team, you cannot hate them. You cannot. That's one of the few teams, if not the only team in the NBA, you can't hate. They play it. They, but y'all shot 91%. That is never going to happen again in the game. They shot, I'm proud of my team. I said, What's your team? The, my heat? Team, the heat. I'm like this. How many teams are playing? Just, just two. <laughs> you know, let's stop, Katie. We'll stop. We'll stop the basketball. I thought talk. for sure you we're said. We're, 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 I thought for sure you said Katie, three we're, teams. We're gonna go back. I thought it was like a Marvel Katie, versus Capcom we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, thing. We're gonna they go swap out. We're gonna go back to comedy. Okay, <laughs> we're just gonna let this. We're gonna let this go. Also, this game is it's, long over when this episode comes that, that's out. That's good. So it just who cut, won? Just cut out just the Heat. The Heat won. The Heat won the whole series. Oh my God! I can't believe we're champions three years in a row. Repeat. <laughs> it's a three peat. Yeah. I'm calling it, Katie. I'm calling it right now. Sorry, Katie. Well, and she likes the 49ers, which is a football match. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, Lord. See, here you are. Oh, man. You want to fly, no questions asked, helicopters, yeah, so I, and I, you love I, sports. So I end up joining the yep. Air Force. Yep. I get to the Air Force. I think I'm, I'm going to try for the Air Force basketball team. I'll make the Air Force basketball team. A pro team will pick me up. So I'm only going to have to be here four months. Mm-hmm. I, go, I join the Air Force. <laughs> I, I make it go down to the Air Force basketball camp. 
blow my knees out. I'm like this. I can't stay in the Air Force. I can't wear this uniform salute people. This is not me. Yeah. So I end up, I go AWOL. You blew your knees playing? Yeah. My knees were already bad in high school. What does AWOL stand for? Absent without leave. Oh. So I went AWOL, and I said, I'm going to grow a beard. I enrolled at Georgia Tech. I'm going to major in computer technology. <laughs> and my dad said, let me, let me, let me get this straight. You, <laughs> you dropped out of college when you was in it, but now you want to go. You turned down the Air Force Academy when they recruited you, but now you joined the Air Force. He goes, are you looking at the pattern, son? <laughs> Do you see a pattern here? Yeah. He said, I'm just ahead of my time, man. He said, look, they're looking for you. Your mother's crying. Can you just go back? The, the military, they're looking for you. I said, he didn't they'll say. never find me, Dad. I'm a black man with a beard. They'll never find me. He said, for me. I've never asked, please, for me. I said, all right. Okay, if I get locked down, it's on you. <laughs> and so you I, did? So I came back to the base. I had my beard. You just showed back up? I come back, and the guys, the military security police, were like, dude, you should have stayed away. Ha. So I come in, and, and they, uh, the new base commander, they bring me to him. He gives me the speech. Let me tell you something. This Air Force is not made for you. I said, yes, sir. Yes, sir. And let me tell you something. You, you're going to win. You're under me. You will do I said, yes, yes, sir. I said, now we done now. That was good how I acted that out. Like, I was really scared. Now you act your part out and tell me you got your face. Yeah. He said, what? You said that? Yeah. I thought you were saying that to me. No. You said, I'll yeah. act really scared. Yeah. You act said, mad. Yeah, after I got through. How was that? Because I acted really scared. Now you do the thing where you're in charge again. I said, you do the thing in charge again. What? So they lock, Don't these men have guns? So they lock me up. They lock me up. They put me in the, in the. They lock me up. So they lock you up. You're supposed to clean the base up during the day. I said, "Well, they can't kill me. I just won't go." So the next morning, I said, "Everybody, get up. Prisoners, get up." I said, "I'm, I'm staying." And the rest Wait, the rest there of, were more prisoners. Yeah, yeah. We you? Guy, you get in trouble. A wall, drunk, whatever. So they, <laughs> the riffraff. They said he's not going. We're not going. So they said, "Get him out of here," because he's affecting the rest of the prison. Oh, my God. You were working your spell on yeah. the other guys. But I saw an Air Force talent show called Tops in Blue. If you look it up, it's they perform at Super Bowl. They travel the world. They come in. It was comedy and music. And a lot of people like Jerry Lewis had been in, in Tops in Blue. And Flip Wilson had come through Tops in Blue. It is the bomb, dude. Mm. So I said, I'm winning that. that I had epiphany. That's me. I'm so surprised it, it eluded you so long. You had yeah. to, you were that charismatic, funny. I had ADHD, man. I kept, I kept thinking, I'll play pro ball, and I'll be Mario Andretti, and I'll be Shaco Stowe, right. and I'll play ba- drums. Right. And we, we, there was no comedy clubs. I didn't know you became a comedian. I thought they, they'll see me somewhere talking funny in a movie. Right. And I'll do stand up. Like that episode of Fresh Prince. Yeah, I just, they'll see me somewhere, <laughs> and that's how it worked. Right. So when. Uh, this, hey, that guy's funny. That's it. <laughs> well, that's how I thought. That's how, but that's how it used to be. Remember the Schwab's drugstore they find you here? Like the, like, uh, yeah, swimming yeah, in, yeah. in the pool at the Beverly Hotel. That's how they found you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, That's how it was back in the day. Right. So I um, did this Air Force talent show. I'm writing these jokes. I'm in the MC category, I'm in the comedy category. So I got all these jokes. I, I created a Devo character. I had to mix them on my head. I painted my face silver. And I became a Devo military recruiter. I came in last place, and I was the only one in the comedy competition. I didn't get enough points to move on. And I was the only one I had to go You, against. Eddie Murphy, did. I said, how did I come in last against me? <laughs> so, now, so now I'm about to do my half of the MC category. And I got these jokes in my hands. And John Salem, from Nashville, Tennessee, music director, said, let me see your jokes. And he balls them up. He said, that's not working for you. 
He said, when you hang with us and just talk, here's the reason I am what I am. Right. He said, when you're just talking to us, you are so damn funny. Tell one of them stories. Yeah. I said, I don't remember him. He said, I'll give you one right now. He said, talk about that commander over there. And this is a commander that hated me. I started telling jokes and he fell out laughing. And I saw the power of comedy. Even those who hate you yeah. can be moved. It's yeah. like music and comedy can move you. Music can heal and comedy can heal. Hmm. I don't know if art heals. I don't know if you can just look at a picture and go, well, I was sick, but I looked at your picture so much, I healed. I bet, you know, like in the way that nature heals, like being outside. And nature heals, calls, but I don't know if a picture. Maybe a picture of nature. <laughs> picture of a beautiful woman. I don't know. <laughs> come on. Baby. I'd rather have the woman come in the room. The picture make you mad. Where is she? <laughs> I want to find something like this. Look, 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 how, look how bold a comic is. He's really the court jester. Remember that was the most important when the king was depressed. Get the jester and the jester knows if you ain't funny, they cut your head off. You talking about strength. Yeah. The court jester was like, the king wants you, oh, God, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just did yesterday. I don't have, I don't have a new 10. Yeah, I don't yeah, have yeah. a new 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got his writers. And you got to find a way to make him laugh without being insulting him. But you, but you can kind of jack with him a little bit. Uh, Dude. You know there were gestures that would uh, make fun of him. And oh, yeah. he loved it. And then one day he wasn't in the mood yeah. and they killed him. He went, oh, he went too far. He goes, <laughs> How dare you say my beard head. is white? Take off his head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And my robe has leopard trim. Yeah. Yes, it does. Kill him. <laughs> so that's the first comedy. Yeah. A court jester. So, but your dad, so you, then so, you go and you do uh, so the MC I, thing. I, I, I never joined the Air Force. But you did the MC thing. Yeah. I mean. I won in the MC category, and then I won base level. I won the next level. I went to worldwide competition. And I got to worldwide competition. And they said, I, they, they didn't know I was a comic. So all the people at worldwide competition in the military, it was all the different SAG, all the different command levels. Mm. And they're all hugging each other. Hey, I haven't seen you. I haven't seen you. Like, they were better than us. So I hugged people, too. I ain't seen you. And they're going, who the hell is this? I said, man, it's been a long time. So they all trying to stay away from me. <laughs> <laughs> Philip Bailey's sister, Edlene Bailey. I know Edlene. You know Edlene? No. So, <laughs> so Edlene, Edlene is going like, and I tell people I sang. So you have to, like, rent time in the room with the piano player. And I get my music, and I'm singing. Oh, Hold up, man. You got, you got to find my key, man. And the piano player, what? Hey, you got to follow me and find my key. And the rest of the singers like, how do you get here? So Edlene Bailey says, come here. She's sitting down. Why are you really here? I said, I'm an MC. I said, I just hate how they act. <laughs> and she said, well, when do you go on? I said, no, tell me how things work the way they're supposed to work. I was last. Mm. I was last in the competition. Mm -hmm. A guy named Willie the Wiz had been winning for years. <laughs> Willie the Wiz, this kid had a, like a salesman. Hey, man, you got to have a style. You got to have a jokes, man. You got to have a story. <laughs> he would dress up with the Wizard of Oz. He told me, you got to have a costume. <laughs> I said, what? You got to have a costume. <laughs> so the bass is Barksdale for bass. So we go to New Orleans to get some costumes. He's getting this Willie the Wiz wig. I said, I'm going to wear that Playboy Bunny costume. No, man, no. No, I said, no, man. I said, you said I got to have a costume. I'm wearing that. Dude, damn. Oh, man. Don't do that. Did you? Yeah. So now I put it on, but my butt cheeks are hanging out. But the guy who was my roommate was a dancer. It was a gay dancer. None of the guys went to the room with him. They go, man, he's gay. I said, oh, so you scared he going to turn you? <laughs> they go, man, no, you gonna, oh, you going to room with him? You like him? I said, no. He's in a dance troupe with four women. He doesn't want any of them. I'm in. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Yeah, no, no, no. He ain't thinking this out. I thought it out. 
So I put on the Playboy Bunny costume. I said, what do you think? He said, man, he gave me some tights to wear. Wear these dance tights. Keep your butt up. Yeah, so then last night, I walk out with his Playboy Bunny costume. Tom Edwards was in charge. Uh, Jim Walker. The, the thing that happened, Jim, oh, when I saw the local go back, when I saw the local show, I ran up to him in the NCO club. What do I got to do to win? He said, what? I'm, I'm going to win next year. He said, say the name of the act. Say what category they're in. Say something funny. Say the name. Get the hell off stage. And I wrote it down. When I got the competition, the finals, I said, remember me? I showed him the piece of paper. I framed it. Wow. Say the name of the act. Comp- what category they're in. Tell a little joke. Say the name of the act. Get the hell off. Yeah. He's like this. Did I tell you where a Playboy Bunny costume? I thought that was a challenge. <laughs> so they almost didn't let me go out because of the Playboy costume. Yeah, <laughs> I said if I'm if I'm not funny, I won't go back out. Weird so I go out, man, and I did a whole thing about how we get sexually abused as men who are bunnies. It's an unknown part of the business. It's an ugly part of the business. I said, but my sexuality don't don't. I, I'm allowed to be sexual bunny. So they're falling out. Yeah. And then when I get done, I took the tail off the costume. I threw it in the audience to a woman in the audience. Then I asked for it back because I had the money. I said, really, I don't have the money. I need you to get that back. <laughs> so when I walked off stage. They're like this. Dude, what the hell is this? So I get my clothes on. They said, what are you going to do? I said, well, give me something to do. They said, no. I said, give me anything. Tell me anything. And I would go out and just do it. And he did. They were like, that's when I realized what I was doing. I didn't realize it was that different until I became a stand-up. And I got, when I got thrown out the, I got thrown out the military. Mm. And when I got thrown out the military. That's why I can't go any further down. I went right to a club with a microphone. A band was playing, Appaloosa. And I said, leave the microphone on when you guys take a break. And I ran on stage. Hey, how y'all doing? And the club guy, hey, what are you doing? And, I, and they started laughing. So wait, wait a minute. Let the kids stay on stage. And he let me work for food. Really? That was it. I became the house MC. Oh, my God. So then I said, how do you get on the road? How do you make money? And there was some of this comedy club here. I didn't know about a comedy club. I was doing nightclubs, bars, where DJs were. Dude, places of comics should never go. <coughs> so what, what, what happened is um, I'm at this club, man. They're about to buzz you in. Is how dangerous this club is. <laughs> one way in, one way out. I'm on stage, man, and I see this cat walking toward me. I'm like, I'm about to fight. You know, you, you just a point where you have to fight. I need to get him first, and he's walking. How did you know? I saw. I see him out the corner of my eye. He's but I mean, how did you know he was gonna fight? I see his eye. I can see him, man. This, this is a gangster club, man. He walks up, man. He gets right to the stage. I was about to jump off the stage on him. Man, you funny. And he walked back. I said, <laughs> I, I told the crowd, man, I was, I was about to jump on him. They said, that would not have been the one to jump on. Really? <laughs> That's all this brother said to the front. Um, that would not have been the one to jump on. <laughs> like the departed. There's guys you can hit and there's guys you can't hit. And he actually got me gigs. That guy? In clubs. What? Man, you need to be. Did he take a he cut? Would, dude, no. He would take me club. Man, put him on. Oh, okay, Cecile, his name was Cecile. Put him on. I was like, man, I don't have to see, I don't have to perform. No, you go perform, man. You got to be funny, man. Don't make me look stupid. Yeah. He was the king and you were the jester. Yeah. <laughs> he got me gigs. He and told me, he told me, go on, man, go on be somebody. Yeah. This dude. Wow. Out of nowhere. 
And then what did your dad think when he started seeing you? So when I called my dad, I said, I'm a comedian. That must have made less sense no, to him. He, oh, so are they paying you? Because I was calling to ask for some money so I get to the next gig. Yeah. So they, they don't pay you. you. You're a comedian, they don't pay you. Son, what you have is a call a hobby. <laughs> I said, no, but you got to pay your dues, Dad. I'm paying my dues. Then you keep on paying them because I'm not. I said, you know what? I'm not coming home talking about my dad's house. Remember, Michigan the house was the house was always over fifteen thousand. Right. So, man, I got this college tour, but the way I got it is called NECA, the NECA conventions. Yeah, NECA. Dude, I showed up. I didn't realize you got to, you know, apply months out. Yeah. I showed up at the national convention in Erie, Pennsylvania, and I'm like, this. How do I get in here? They you said, just showed, I just showed up, up, man. To NECA. Yeah. And they said, man, are you, are you registered? And I just took this dude's name tag. Remember, there's no technology back then. No yeah. Computer. I took his name tag. I said, I feel so bad for this guy. Oh, God. But maybe he wasn't supposed to be here. Maybe God wanted me to have his tag. <laughs> and I ran away. Oh, my God. So I get in, and I'm going to all the booths. I went to Wim Morris. Hi, my name is Sinbad. Wait, I'm, about, I'm about to be yeah. a hottest comic. And what was his name? He's still there. He goes like, yeah, right. I stuck my face. Remember me, man, because I ain't never coming back here. You said that? Yeah. He goes, Okay. We'll miss you. I said, tell everybody who I am because I want them to know that you don't want to turn me down. I need you to tell everybody. Tell everybody. Tell everybody your booth who I am. That person's still at WME? Yeah. He's still there. <laughs> so I go around the corner to a woman, Linda Garcia, and entertainment partners. And I'm acting crazy at her booth. People coming around, but to see her up acts. Yeah. She says, hey, I'll represent you. Now the guy from Warren Morris comes around the corner. I said, oh, no. I said, back up, dude. Back up. At the same, you got your revenge at that convention? At that convention. You didn't even have to wait a no. year? So this is what happens. She goes, you got to get on stage. I said, how do I do that? You know what to do. She asked someone she believed me. I just met this woman. I said, you're right. So I, get, I go stand behind stage. They said, I don't think you're up yet today. Because they had the name. Oh, yeah, you're right. I'm just trying. I'm trying. I get real nervous. I need to see how the stage looks. I said, okay. The band got through playing. I ran and grabbed the mic. Hey, how's everybody enjoying it? And they, they said, get him off the mic. So security grabbed me. So they think it's routine. I'm I'm. I'm on the floor with my mic and security's hanging on me. I help, I'm going, help, help. And the like, wait, mate, he's the funniest guy I've been up so far. I let him finish. Scre- screaming help. I'm screaming help. Security's holding me and they think it's a routine. They think I'm a part of a comedy group. Oh my God. Because I got security dudes on the ground and I'm rolling, but I'm still trying to do my routine. And then you stood up and. They finally said, the, the guy that was running, whoa, whoa, whoa. He's been the funniest comedian so far. Let him finish. What? So people think, I like how you set that up. I, I didn't bother to tell people I didn't set it up. I didn't bother to say that that was real, what happened to me. And then how long did you do? I got booked. I did about 20 minutes. I got booked 60 gigs. <laughs> really? 60 gigs at $2,000 a pop. Wow. There's your dad's 60 house. gigs at 2000 Yeah. So I, I came they home. They just made up a rate for I you. I came home and said, Dad, I'm going to start this bank account here. I need to put some money when I'm on the road just to send some money to you. Okay. Yeah, I just want you to take these checks from the bank. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. So the check said, man, these people put an extra zero on your check. Ha. I said, no, that's not an extra zero. So I was doing three, four gigs a week. So I was getting, he made checks come for $4,000. I said, whatever you need to get, go ahead and get that. So I come home, he says, so come here. So you're funny. I said, no, I'm not just funny. I'm one of the best. He said, what? I'm not just funny. I'm Cosby funny. <laughs> so many time you whooped me, I said, I'll be talking about this on TV one day. Yeah. He'll go, good, then I helped you, right? <laughs> oh, the go pick out your own yeah. switch. Yeah. 
I remember that joke. So I said, all them times I told you when you whooped me, I'm famous. I don't know why you whooping me. <laughs> he became my biggest fan. He came to the Star Search, sat next to Miles Davis. Miles Davis was there. Really? Him and my dad hanging out talking. Star Search? Yeah. Just look in the audience. Yeah. Miles Davis is here. Well, remember, Cicely Tyson was judging. That was, that was his wife. Oh, wow. Remember, my, see, Star Search was, was the beginning of all this that we see now. Yeah. But it was legit. Comics were already comics. We were already on the road. Singers were already singers. It wasn't people like this, I always wanted to sing. I wanted to sing and my mom's sick. They don't care. There was no backstory. It was sing. <laughs> my mom has one eye. Oh, God. And your mom's always with a patch on her eye and she's crying for a son with the one good eye. Like, oh, he'll never lose. He's got the one-eyed mama. <laughs> So they just sang, and you just did your. You didn't win though, and the reason I lost in the I lost in the finals to because John they Kassir. call that the the Kurt to to who to John, John Kassir. See, I don't know who that the is. The voice for Tales from Crypt. Hey, my pretty. Oh, what, the, the curse was to win. The curse was to win. That's what yeah. I was going to say. Nobody wants to win Starship, but nobody knew that at first. Yeah, Brad Garrett won though. Uh huh. Okay, there you go. He's okay. the only one that broke that curse. Exception. Yeah. Yeah. So you did it right. You came in yeah. second. And then you went on. I just went back on the road doing comedy. So I was kind of bringing it back to then your dad sees you have a film career and all this sort of stuff. And you had that full relationship and all that sort of stuff. Did your dad feel like ready to go? Oh, man. My dad was in every, look at every one of my Easter specials. My parents were in the audience. Yeah. I acknowledged him in every special I got. Yeah. But I meant when he when he uh, passed. Did he? Oh, you know what? Like- my dad, my dad, he, he, had, he had diabetes. He had high blood pressure. He had a quarter of a kidney and was still pumping. We're still doing this thing. Wow. He just, you know, he said. That's he, like your American said, Idol. Yeah, yeah. It's like my dad has a quarter yeah, of a kidney. I know. So I, wish, <laughs> I, I wish I could have used it back then. But my, my, dad, my dad, he had, he said, I can't be like this. My father said, I can't be like this. I can't, like falling apart. You no, know, no, taking medication. And yeah. people get mad because he wouldn't take his medication or hide it. And then he had two strokes. Hmm. I said, you know, I said, he don't want to be here like this. He doesn't want to be. If he can't be who he is. Mm-hmm. So he kind of. When? You know what? It's just that night. My mother said he was talking and he was having this conversation and it was just a strange night. That mm. was gone the next day. Hmm. Yeah. Like he was being a little bit incoherent. I thought you no. were to tell him. No, not incoherent. He it. was like really writing scriptures down and everything. I, I mean, strong presence of mind. Hmm. Really? Yeah. Wow. What kind of minister was he? A Baptist, whatever that means. I mean, he was just, my dad didn't judge him. My dad, man, it'd be pimps at my house, doctors at my house, prostitutes, lawyers. He he had some for everybody. Sounds like he was always the guy they went to, the go-to dude. Really? Never made the money. Never made crazy money. That's why I did as much for. I wanted him to have things. I didn't want him. He. I, we used to go to these conventions, and I said, "Man, we got the worst car here." I said, "You need to become a quicker preacher so we can have some stuff." <laughs> so when I when I became a comedian, that's why I, I'll, I'll never have a Mercedes. I said, "I can't have a Mercedes till I get my dad one." But my dad wanted a Lincoln, man. Yeah, Lincolns. He was a Lincoln man, so I did. I had a lease every year. He got a new car, and you got him Lincoln. Yep. <laughs> That's and when dream, I got man. it for him, I was in Detroit doing a show at the Fox Theater. Mm. You can't sell cars on Sunday in Detroit for some strange reason. Mm-hmm. So we go by. I already picked the car up. I already got the brand new Lincoln for him. I said, Dad, why don't you look at some cars in the parking lot? He walked past all the new cars. Went right to the used cars. Hmm. Went right to the used cars. And so I'm in there filling the paperwork out. He comes back, and the one his car was sitting by the front. So we think about that one. He said, "Oh no, you can't look at those because those new ones. You look at them and you fall in love with them. So you can't look at those. You know, you know, you just you gotta stay. We know where you at." I saw th- I threw the keys. Well, it's your car. I don't know why you wouldn't look at it. First, I ever saw my father cry. 
He <laughs> cried. You hit, hit him in the face with a cane. And you know what he said to me? <laughs> 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 he cried. You know what he said? I don't deserve it. Hmm. And I said, and this is a man, not all, I think all of his life come back. I mean, this is a great man. What happened to him as a kid and everything, he said, I don't deserve greatness. But I said, you got to deserve it because if you don't, I suck. Hmm. If you don't deserve it, I'm never going to get anything. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you got to take this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to take that back. Right. Because I ain't never going to work as hard as you. Right. You're messing <laughs> up my world. That's view. not even my goal. Right. It's not even my goal to say I work as hard as my That's not my goal. Right. My goal is to keep saying, I never worked as hard as my father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my goal. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, what kind of relationship did you have with your mom? Were they mom's, my mom's here. My mom's out here in L.A. Really? So, this is my sister's living in the guest house. Is she blessed with this uh, Sinbadian agelessness? My, mo- my mother and father <laughs> both look young. Really? They both look young. Yeah. It's not just black don't crack. No, you, there was something you're, you're doing something else. You're doing something they unique. Got, you know, they, for me, I'm on, I'm on an immense amount of steroids, though. Are you really? And, and Botox. <laughs> I told you I don't believe anything you say. You're on steroids? Okay. <laughs> so no, that's man. great. Are you close with her? Yeah, my mom was tight. My mom and I are tight. My mom, my, see, six of us my family. So mm-hmm. my mom, you know, was, she was everything for us. Mm. You know, cook, clean, was a home mom. Are you youngest yeah, or? I'm next to oldest. Next to oldest. My oldest brother, classical pianist, mm. straight A student. And mm. then I come along. That's how God balances stuff out. <laughs> he gives you a good one, then kind of a jacked up one. So you can love the good one more. <laughs> Say if you got three kids in a row to go to college, what do you do with that? <laughs> yeah. But if one goes to college and one's messed up, the third one, there's hope. The third one, there's hope. That's funny. So I made it easier for my younger brother. Give you hope. You paved the way. Paved the way. You paved the way. Well, that's great. That's yep. great. We, uh, oh, this is perfect timing. We usually end the show with talking about uh, God. Okay. Which is kind of, uh, but in the, in the broad way. Yeah. Meaning. Like Broadway God? Broadway. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, kind of like the God in the musical Rand. Yeah, 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 or, you know, yeah. Mor- Book of Mormon, the Mormon God. Yeah. That was a funny uh, play, though. Great. Jeez, great. That was, boy. So funny. Yes. And redemptive at the end. You know, at the very end, you, yeah. you, you, it was funny, though. So funny. So, so funny. Well, what is, so you grew up Baptist. Yep. When did you lose it? Did you stay with it? Did you ever buy it? Do you remember a moment being like, "This isn't for me"? Is it still for you? When I was I, when I was in college and my life was jacked up, <clears throat> and I said, "I told God, you leave me alone, I'll leave you alone. I figured my own way out." Hmm. And then you know, what did he say? I said, and I, then I demanded to see him, <laughs> and then I said, "Wait a minute, I take that back. I take that back. I take that back." Because you didn't want to die. I didn't want to really see him because yeah. I knew what happened last time a guy saw him. So I. <laughs> Went blind? So I just went, I just, yeah, I just said, you know what? Let me just figure this out. Yeah. And and what happened, I couldn't find it, I couldn't find it, and uh, he would just keep showing up. God, you know, God's like that persistent. Why did you back away showing. from him at the, in the beginning? Because I didn't think he was listening to me. You know, in college, I had my plan. I'm going to play pro ball. This is going to happen. And my life was sucking so bad. I said, you know what? I'm watching people that don't believe in you. Right. Get rewards. This God's not paying I see, out. I see. I see. So it'd been better for me to be do heroin first. You're good. Come come from heroin, God. Yeah, yeah. Pull me up. I said, cause, you know, remember, when you start off as a Christian, you ain't got no good stories like, right. you know, I was a heroin addict and I was was dying. Yeah, yeah. I said, God, if you take this heroin out of my system. I, when you're already Christian, I, always, I don't have no life. That's right. Man, one time I was in church and I was really kind of angry. 
and I didn't take communion. I wanted to make a yeah, T-shirt yeah, that said yeah. "Spice up your testimony." Yeah, you need meaning. You have to do yes. some stuff. We don't get <laughs> we don't get the good. I was in the street testimony. Right. When you're a Christian, you're almost like I need to live through a car That's accident right. or something. That's right. You need. Well, for me, it was yeah. a divorce that that really enriched my life. Oh, that really, and my, and that really tests you. That'll do it. Or That'll SAT give you test. <laughs> got a ten fifty on my SAT. Man, that's bad. I don't, I don't know what I got. That's bad. I took. We didn't take SAT. Remember, when I was coming to high school. SAT, ACT, it didn't matter. <laughs> if you got a chance to use your parents' car to go take the test. There you go. I took the ACT test. Even better. I, think I, scored, I scored like a 27, 28. I don't know what that means. Man, I was smart, but. There you go. Uh, so, God, you were like, this God's not paying out. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave you alone. You leave me alone. Then he keeps showing up. Then I got into some real psychic stuff. I got into that, you know, doing, trying to move things with my mind and yeah. and, and, and into astral body projections and leaving my body. Did you ever do oh, it? Oh, yeah. It, it, it's kind of freaky out Did there. you do it? Yes. And, you can astral project? Uh, not anymore. I'll never do it again. I'll never go out. Tell me everything. Ooh, I've, everyone that listens to this show knows that I've talked about astral it's, projection it's, a it's, lot. It's, man, it takes a long time. How do you learn it? You know you got to do? I had a book. Which one? On uh, Believe in Your Journey, Body. Journeys remember, Out of the Body? No. But it's the Journeys Out of the Body. It's the old, that's the old one, right? It's the Mon- oldest Monroe, one. Monroe, yeah. It's the oldest one. I burned them all. I burned all the books I had. Why? <laughs> I can't wait for this story. I saw stuff. Tell Dude, me. I was like this. I asked my dad. He said, look, son, if there's good in the world, there's evil. He said, I'm not saying you can't do these things because he was going through the, he didn't go through, man, I can't believe you're not believing in God. He says, oh, you can mess around. You might even get some awesome powers. He said, but it might not be what you think it is. Okay, so you get so, some books on so astral I, I, projection. So now, when I have to do it, you have to sit on your bed and you put something about five inches from your hand. You lay down, right? Yep, you try to put something five inches from your hand and you got to get to that almost theta brain wave where you think you're asleep. Yep. And you try to reach for something. And for the first month, you just fall asleep. Yep. And then one day, I, I grabbed. So what do you got on the bed? I had, I think it was a, like those little old-time clocks that you fold down, the travel clock. Yeah, sure. Travel. So there's a travel clock just out of reach. It's on the, it's on the night table. I got my you doing it there. during the day or the night? Just at night. You do it at night? Yeah. I was so, always too scared to try it at night. Uh, during the day, I'm playing basketball. I yeah, can't leave my body during a game. That, Shoot. Yeah. <laughs> so, man, I'm, I'm sitting there with my hand. I keep trying to. Will it? I'm trying, yeah. to, I'm trying to will it. And you got this from a book. Yeah. And uh-huh. I said, you know what? And it said, you'll keep falling asleep. Yep. And then one day, I grabbed it, but my hand was not there. Hmm. And then you're supposed to just roll out. Roll out. And, and I rolled out. And then I saw me. Laying in the bed. I saw me laying in the bed. And I said. You got to go slower. Oh, because man. when you did, do you remember, was it, could you see your own body? Yeah. Could you see your astral body? Yes. Did you see a cord connecting you to your no, own No, I think the, the cord is, is, you don't see it, but this cord, they say, if it ever gets severed, you can't come back. I'm like, well, who found that out? Right. Did somebody write last minute, oh, no, I died because I couldn't cut the cord. <laughs> I mean, so that's, a, I guess, a given. Sure. But if, like somebody slams the door, boom, when you do bang back, you, wherever you're at, you will bang, the noise of somebody wake you up, yeah. you will slam back. Slam back into your slam body. Slam back. So is it color? Some's color, some black and white. Is it vivid? It's real vivid. It's like real life. No, it's beyond that. You touch the bed, you feel the bed? I couldn't feel things. You couldn't feel things? I couldn't feel things, but I went home to Michigan from Colorado. Okay. I went home. You just thought... that took about That took about three weeks. So you came out and you're terrified. Yes. And that didn't wake you up? You, no, I went you, back. I jumped just, back in my body. You did the first time? Yeah, I jumped back in my body. And I said, the fact, this, okay, this is like sprain an ankle. Once you kind of flip out your body, 
You'll slip without trying. You'll, you'll you, can, you can leave your body without trying. After you do yeah, it once. You'll kind of leave and you didn't want to leave. You'll, oh, you, you uh, once get you, easier yeah, one, at unhooking. Yeah, one, yeah, once you can unhook, you can kind of unhook without trying to unhook. Right. That's what happened to Robert Monroe. Yeah. You can he started having it And happen. Robert Monroe, I didn't read far enough in the book where the thing jumped on his back. Did you read the book? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't read that part of the, the book. The scary thing. Yeah, the thing, and the thing grabbed me. Yeah. And it's like, I'm done. Really? I don't need to leave anymore. Who are these people? Well, they, yeah, I think he had little people. Jumped on your back. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. kind of dragged him down. So I'm writing, and then later, I'm, writing movie, I'm writing a movie about it. In the second one, he's attacked by like a wolf creature. Man, I'm done. I was done. I well, tell, I'm done. I need to hear every detail I of the story. I was done. I will not be satisfied until we talk Dude. about everything. So you got, left your body and then you went back in. It's like Forward Vision. Now the new one is called Forward Thing the Soldiers. The guy who wrote the book is called Forward Soldiers. Yeah. Where they were training soldiers to leave the body so they could look above, above the, you know, round. Yeah, like yeah. men who stare at ghosts. Yeah. Uh, so then you kept trying it, though. For a while. So that thing happened. What thing happened? The thing jumped on me. Oh, tell something did jump on you? Oh, yeah, it jumped and helped me. Well, let's start with the visiting Michigan. I'm sitting there. I'm at my parents' house. I see the house. How did you get there? You thought about you your thought parents' we house. Go. You think about where you want to be. And first, you have no control over it. Yeah. And then about three weeks later, I was there. And you went to your parents' house in Michigan? Went in the house, went in the house, saw the house. Then I told my parents what I saw in the house and stuff. And did it corroborate? My dad said, can we talk? Really? And he said, what you're doing... Is not fake. Yeah, but what you what, what did you say? You were like you were reading the newspaper, mom. No, was... I was talking. House, some, there was someone in the dining room, a box, and somebody came by the house. I remember somebody came by the house, and I saw that. And you knew what time it was. Yeah. And they were like, "That is what was happening." And my mom said, "What the hell?" And my dad, let me talk to him. And your dad just was like, "Okay, he's astral projecting," and I'd like. No, to... he's like this. He says he's dealing with some stuff. <laughs> he's trying to find some new way, and he said to me, "Oh, there are powers that you can be given." He said, boy, he said some evil in this world, too. And I know they don't call it evil. Robert Monroe don't call it evil. But, dude, you know what? It wasn't any good. Right. I didn't feel there was. No, I was trying to be, I was trying to be Superman. I was trying to be like but a superhero. But you were flying around, I right? want to be a superhero. Were you flying? Yeah, I was. You, you moving through, but it's not like real flying. You're flying, but you're not. You're just kind of moving like. And sometimes, like, from point A to point B, you're just there. Right. You're just there. But you can go through a wall. You go through walls, or you're just on the other side of the wall. Right. You know, sometimes it's not like, it's not like you Went through walls like you're just on the other side of the wall. You just pop over. Yeah. Interesting. Now, if I stayed, if I kept doing it, we, we probably, I probably wouldn't even came here today. I'd have sent my astral body. <laughs> I'd have watched the game. <laughs> we'll get you out in time for the game. <laughs> so, all right. You're doing it. This has to change your life. And then I but, met these monks who floated. The guys that get floated about. We got to stay on astral projection. Yeah, I'm, oh, I'm going to I'm going to keep oh, you. There's so much more stuff. Well, good. I'm glad we we did it with a little time left here. You didn't that change your life? You went from faith to talking to a god, being like, uh, I don't need this guy. No, no. It. Now I'm like this. I'm thinking God give me superpowers. Right. I'm asking for God for these superpowers. And didn't that change your world? Weren't you like, oh, I am. A and I felt bad because all I was thinking was, I want to go in the girls' locker room and see him naked. You know, most people want to save didn't the you? world. I just. Want to go? Cause I, I want to see. There was a girl, a guard, who had a nice body. Yeah. And I just figured, but that'd be kind of perverted, even in an astral sense. Kate, but that'd, that'd be. You got to do it. Though. That's kind of perverted because you can't. Did you do it? No. You go and there's like no. eight other astral guys I tried, there. I tried. <laughs> oh, oh no. hey, how's it going? Wouldn't it be too much? Like, oh, dude. <laughs> you tried? No, I tried. But didn't it change your life? Going, I am. Yeah. I'm a spirit. I thought no. I told my friends about it. Yeah. Because I, I was always into this. I was always into like meditation and stuff. I always was the spiritual cat, so I thought, and also this made me different. Right. Well, I, wanted to, I, wanted to be, I wanted to have that, but 
other cats didn't have. All right. Because so I didn't high, I didn't get high and get drink stuff or drink anything, but I could leave my body. Right. Which that? really didn't have much <laughs> use. But how many times did you do it? Probably about a dozen times. A dozen times. Yeah. And after you did it once, it was easier to do. Yeah. And then you kept doing it, and you kept visiting, and your dad was like, "This is fucked up." The last time, I, last time I, I and the slipped last time out. you did it, the last time it jumped me, I slipped. Like you didn't want to leave. I slipped out. You slipped I out. I slept. I slipped out. You were sleeping, and, and you I just... was somewhere I didn't want to go. And I said, "Where's this place?" And then I read that later in the book. I went through the book, and I found that chapter. Yeah. What happened to him? I said, "You need to put that chapter first. Yeah. The, the that book. should be the first chapter. What can happen? To I got you? a couple books on this. And, I have five. And of them. some of them start with warnings. I have, I have Astral dynamic. Well, yeah. Now, yeah. Now they have warnings because they had warnings out there back then. Was right. Like, yes. This is all new. <laughs> So something jumped on you. You're, yes. Where were you? I don't. It was a dark place. It was like a, you know, it's like a cave. Yeah. Like I was in a cave, but I was aware there was other people there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this, I don't want to be here. And now I'm trying to will myself somewhere else, and I can't go there. Hmm. So I'm like, I'm like, if I can't will this, I don't need to be doing this. If I can't leave this spot right now, it's like it was like an in between. Like even Robert said, it was like going somewhere else. Mm. I can't believe you read that book. I haven't read. I read that book in nineteen. Do I haven't talked about that book since nineteen seventy four? You're the only other person I've ever met that's interested in this topic. <laughs> no, I wasn't. Remember, uh, remember this thing called Silva Mind Control. What is it? Silva S I L V A. Uh huh. That was the ticket. You could talk to your dog. You could learn to talk to your dog and have six cents. Dude, I was. Dude, I was, you did that too. I, I, that didn't work. <laughs> Tell me, okay, but I believe it could work. Silver mind control was about theta waves and alpha waves. Is there? Then, then I was in the biofeedback, and then I was into uh, monks seeing, that... seeing, seeing the aura, which with with a, with a, with, a, with a candle we can change the colors, hmm. and seeing that. And then I got into that uh, seeing somebody else's aura, seeing the colors around them. Then I met this this white man with a beard who said he was a Martian. I was at, I was at a meeting with the weird metaphysical freaks, and yep. he said he was a Martian. And he sat down with me, and after I left, I said. I think he could have been either crazy or Martian. Then I re- started reading about Ted Garagos, who was a, a terrible alcoholic, but he could make pictures show up on Polaroid. And I found out people who were more schizophrenic and a high mental level like that had no. They they were able to do it, but they couldn't control it. Hmm. And you saw you saw that you saw the guy with the Polaroid. No, I, I met I met all the freaks. I went to the meeting <laughs> with the freaks. He's, you read about him. He's famous. What's and they say and it's Ted Karagos. Car- K e r i o k u s something like that, but look at look at look at people who could do uh, tele, telekinesis. Yeah, and I was in the, I wanted to be able to do repel you like the Fantastic Four. Sure, and I wanted to flame power, flame on. You're going after these things. Yes, I won't be a superhero. I want to fly. I want to fight crime. And if you say something stupid to me, I want to zap you. That would right. be so cool. So you stopped. So then something jumped on you in the cave. Yes. And then I thought everything else I was messing with. So I, I prayed. And then I came home to my apartment that night. How? No, I was walking home. Just walking. No, I mean, after you were jumped on by the things, how did you get out of that? You just woke up? I freaked. I was running and freaking and shaking. And I woke up in my bed. And I woke up like somebody hit me with a sledgehammer. Really? Where? Yes. In my chest. Oh, my God. So I said, I, I don't think I'll do this again. Has it happened in Then long? I was kind of scared. It was in my... I thought I brought it back, like movies. Yeah, 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 like Flatliners. Yeah. Did you, uh, has it happened accidentally? Nope. Nope, you're done. No, I said, God, take this away. Take all of it. Yeah. None of it. And you- <laughs> I said, me and you are cool again. Me and you are cool again. You take this away, me and you are cool. But you never tried to leave the universe, go to another dimension? No. no. That's where you really got no. into trouble in those no, books. No, I would never, never. He went to heaven, though. 
He said he went to a place that he thought Or he was was on LSD. (laughs) Now, Sinbad, you know better than that. I think think LSD gets them more. I think a lot of guys in that were doing LSD while they were doing this. They had a... a, it gave them more ability, time. but they don't know what they really saw. Interesting. Yeah. So then you said you saw monks that levitated? Yeah, guys, they could float. You saw men floating? I saw men float. Where? In Denver, Colorado. Colorado is considered the highest psychic kinetic injury. There's a place called the Breathitarian Institute. All this, that's where there's a high level of psychic energy in Colorado. And these dudes float? Up in Boulder. And also, there's a lot of dope smoking in Boulder. So you wonder if the two go with each other. Yeah. <laughs> But tell me the, everything about the story about seeing men float because that is they had, that is they either have, not they, true they or had, it's had, the uh, most true. They read, you read, thing you read about them guys who have some can only lift. Some people can lift use the vibration state. You can lift two or three inches off the ground. These guys could get about maybe six to twelve inches off the ground. What? Yeah. And you saw it? Yeah. I believe in that Shaolin priest. I believe the body the body is is a, is a beast. If you have enough faith and, and, and can meditate long enough, look what Qigong is. All Qigong is is that energy, but it takes a long time to develop. You ever seen the monks when they take the metal rods and put them into the chest and put them into the, the, the throats and they bend the rods? That's all that is. That's putting, they'll do something like put a cup on the floor and they'll take the chi, put energy around it. You can't go get the cup. What? Yeah, go, go, to, go to Chinese wushu shows or the, or the Shaolin monk shows and they'll show you a lot of this energy that they have. What? Yeah. How do we do this? You hear, oh, man, just look it up. Qi Kong and the, and the Chinese Qi, monk. How do you spell that? Shaolin monks. Q-I, Q-U-I, Qi Kong, Q-U-O-N-G, but it's uh, Q-I. Qi Kong, Qi Kong. Oh, Q-I. Yeah. I'm just writing it. I've seen them do, like, remove cancer and stuff. I, I saw no, I've never seen it. I, I had a guy thought it. I, my knees were messed up. I tried everybody. I had a faith healer from Philippines who reached in. He, all this blood stuff came out. If he, he must have been good. If it, if it didn't come up my knee, he was good. It looked like gristle and things, and he would be. And there was a waiting room of people. Cause when you got bad knee, you got bad health, you'll try anything. Yeah. And man, he was reaching in my knee and, and gristle and stuff. I was like, what the hell? Yeah. Well. And then I walked to my car and I fell down because my knee hurt. <laughs> so I think he left some gristle in there or something. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, how did you arrange to see men levitating? Once I got in the metaphysical group, once you're in the crazy group, the crazy people let you go see other crazy stuff. <laughs> and I was in with the nutty people. And, and my they, friends, my friends were worried about me. All my friends that play ball, man, you got to come back, man. You got to come back. But once you see a guy levitate, how interesting is a layup? I, I, I never thought that wasn't possible. I wasn't, that didn't blow my mind. It just blew my mind, got a chance to see it. I think people can do crazy things. I think the body, but look what martial arts, what, what martial arts even teaches. And that's, they say that, I used to read all these books on positive thinking. And Norman Vincent Peale said, the average human only uses one-tenth of one percent of all his ability. If you use one percent, you're almost a superman. Mm. If you did ten percent, nobody would trust you. They'd lock you up and study you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we hold ourselves back. Why do you think during basketball games and sports, superhuman things happen? Cat's tired as hell. He keeps moving. That body, you connect that perfect game where everything connects. Think about playing guitar. Why is the the fingers able to learn muscle memory? This is where it goes. When you look at Jimi Hendrix playing and Steve Ray Vaughan playing Prince, how did they get to the point now? The guitar is you. There's no two things on stage now. It's one thing on stage. Mm. Hmm. It's trusting it. Let's go watch people float because if I that would change my life. I don't know how it would change. You mean? Because if I saw something... Unless I could make that a hoppercraft and I could make a skateboard out of it and get to school, see? Ah. It doesn't change. All it showed me was the power of the mind. 
I was already on that path. It showed me the power of the mind, what we can do or how little we don't do. That's all it did for me was how little we don't do and also how weird everybody was that was in this group. So maybe this ain't a cool thing because you think they'd be leaders of the community or the coolest cat. Right. But none of them were cool. None of them. I said, why have all this ability and be in this group with these dudes? This. But you did sit around trying to levitate. Yeah. That's t- it takes too long. Those guys have been doing that for what? Could be your closer, man. man. They're like the Shaolin Priest. Some guys, I guess they've been, one guy been trying to levitate for like eight years. Yeah. I I, I'm like, if I can't do this in 15 minutes, I'm done with this one. Well, what did your father teach you? He told me, you might want to burn them books, son. <laughs> no, I meant persistence. <laughs> yeah, yes. It's quite, if you want that. So where are you at now? You've seen some crazy shit. You've left yeah. your body. So you yeah. clearly believe in a soul. Yeah. You clearly believe that we're spiritual beings. Yeah. Uh, and what is it all about? Why are we here? Well, look, I mean, you figured, look at the miracles that worked in the Bible, especially the Old Testament, what people were able to do. I, I know this much. Don't, all, I, all that stuff taught me was, quit saying what you can't do. There is really no such thing as can't. If you get enough time, look, if a guy can break out of prison with a spoon, think about a guy, not metaphysical, not great, he just takes a spoon every day and chips at a rock. And 10 years later, he's out of prison. Who has that kind of 10 years persistence? Mm. It shows you, no, no, no white cats go to prison and get education and, and become better people and, and become learned. You go to bed at eight, eat three times a day. You have time to sit and reflect. Out here, what do we do? We're always moving. We're always on the phone. We can't even eat. We're texting. We're social media. We never concentrate. And, and multitasking is a myth. No one can multitask, not even a computer, because it nor does it reboots. Open enough windows on your Mac, especially a PC. Open enough windows on your desk, it resets. And this ain't even a man. It says, I can't do this. Mm. Human beings think, oh, they brag, oh, I can multitask. No, not really well. Yeah, it means you're not paying attention to your kids. You're not paying attention to your job. You're not paying attention to the road. Mm. So I've gone back to the old thing. I do one thing well at a time. With the spoon yes, in the prison. with the spoon in the prison. Like learn to play guitar. I'm playing guitar now, trombone, piano. But I can't play them all at the same time. So I'll dedicate a half hour to an hour each day or 15, 20 minutes with each one. I split up which one I'm going to get 15 minutes or an hour. Because mm. you can't do them all. Mm-hmm. Your brain fries. Mm-hmm. And reboots. Yeah. <laughs> and you're trying to be married and be a father and play the instruments. You got to realize, I got to someplace, I got to stop this one, go do this one. But why are we here? Why are we here? That's that question I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why we're here. Why? I don't know why we're here. I don't know why life is jacked. I don't know why some kids get the short end of the stick. I don't know why some people's life suck. But maybe life sucks to see if we can come up to the challenge. Maybe when people suffer, people suffer because we let them. We could cure every we could cure every disease if we weren't racist and sexist and and ageist. Think about it, we had no 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 racism or sexism. We spent a lot of time trying to help each other. You would just hate people because you don't like them. <laughs> Think about it. Ah, he's a jerk. Right. What color is he? No, nah, he's a jerk. No matter what color. You're not going to like him. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you don't know, necess- which is fine. I didn't expect you to Yeah, know. I'm not the, I'm not the, with the toll car of their books, Why Are We Here? Yeah. Whatever reason we're here. I'm, no, I accept the fact I'm here. Right. While I'm here, I'm going to do the best I can. Well, I don't well, know why I'm here, probably to when I die. So when you die, mm-hmm. game over? Or do Don't you go, go back to the... I'll tell you what, if I die 
and you still get the podcast, I'll come back and go like, yo, man, <laughs> you, thought, you thought meditating was a trip. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm levitating all the time. And I'll probably come at night when you sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Let me, uh, so how surprised will you be? You die. Uh, you know, we're all going to die. So you die. And uh, and then it's not over. You see something even more vivid. And we'll be crazy if I die and I'm just at my neighbor's house. Oh, yeah, first step death. Oh, I mean, levels. <laughs> I'm right next door where we live. Yeah, that's the beginning. <laughs> and there's no food. <laughs> so you're open to it. Wouldn't be Jack if I died and I was still hungry. <laughs> you die, man. You come to this afterlife. And I was like, you know something to eat? <laughs> you had to get a job. <laughs> what? Everybody works up here. <laughs> I think you went the wrong way. Yeah, man. Well, that was like defending your life, Albert Brooks. All yeah. they did was eat. Yeah. And they never gained weight. That was their favorite thing. Well, that's great. This is uh, my final question for you, and you were a wonderful guest. Thank you so much for sharing all that great cool. stuff. Uh, do you know the hardest time you've laughed, or at least one of them? Oh, God. When I, when I was <laughs> filming my show, The Sinbad Show, yes, there was a scene. I don't, I don't know why it was so funny. I was I was buying a used car, this van, and the uh, salesman kept hitting it with a hammer. Wham! This car's got... We... I, me and TK, Carter, were in tears. We mm-hmm. couldn't finish the scene. Got to the point, I mean, <laughs> we actually told the director, I can't... I can't <laughs> you just got to cut the scene. I said, we, we, we're gonna to, you're going to have to shoot it without him and edit it. Yeah. Because every time he did it, I fell out. Wow. I fell out. That's one of my favorite That's things. That's one of the moment. best laughs. I mean, this went on for like 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 15 minutes, man. Yeah, that's great. That's good work. Yep. That's a good job. That was a great job, man. <laughs> well, Sinbad, this was awesome. Like I said, man, you come up a lot on the podcast. Cool. And I'm glad that you, I'm thrilled that you came to do it. I'm glad I came too, man. I will let you know when it's out. Cool. Stay in your body. Miami Heat, y'all. I already predicted it. Oh, you got to say keep it crispy. That's what the guest says. Oh, keep it crispy, man. <laughs> Without hesitation. <laughs> you just did it. I love that. <laughs> that was awesome, man. Cool, Thank you. man. That was What's great. up, dude? That was real good. Now leaving Nerdist.com. 